<clears throat> welcome. Wow. Welcome to an all-new episode <laughs> of Much to Do About Nothing. I Since I got this new setup, it, it forces me to wear headphones to do the setup. So, like, I hear it in my head a million or in my ear a million times worse. Or louder, yeah. Yeah, than when I'm just shouting at my laptop. So that that's going to take a while to get used to. That's, oof, that hurt. Um, but welcome, welcome to an all new Much to Do About Nothing. I'm your host, Jawan. Join with me as always is Joel. What's up, Joel? What is good, Jawan? You know, I just saw the weirdest thing. I'm watching Raw because, you know, I had to see John Cena come back. I just said um, that myself. Yeah. All right. Now, you ready for this? You want to hear the weirdest thing? Mm-hmm. Guess who debuts on Monday Night Raw next week? Oh. Karrion Cross. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I just saw that myself. Yeah. <clears throat> Crazy. That's the, so that lets me know that he won't be NXT champion for much longer because he's apparently being called up. Yeah, that time tells you, unless he doesn't lose it, I mean, this, he has to like give it up, you know, type of thing. Yeah, to me, don't do that. <laughs> like <laughs> the whole point of NXT <laughs> is to continue to grow more people. And it's yeah. hard when you're trying to have Karrion go between two promotions. Um, I didn't like it when Aleister Black and Ricochet did it. It was just like, well, pick yeah, a lane. Pick one, yeah. Yeah, just pick a lane. You know what? You know what I've realized, Joel? And it's taken like, what, four or five years to realize this. We're very simple asking individuals. We don't ask for much. Like, just pick a show. Like, it's as simple as that. Pick a show. We, we don't mind you switching shows. But don't sit here and tell me I got to watch you choose. It's kind of like, and I don't watch the promotion, so I can't really complain about it. But it's what I would feel like if I watched um, AEW, because that's what, uh, what's his name is doing? Um, uh, God, oh, what's, uh, Kenny he, yes, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah. He goes on Impact because he's the Impact champ or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, he, he goes to different shows. I mean, that helps them promote, though. Even I watched I get it. Impact the week after, after he won the channel. I'm like, oh, that seems interesting. Now, I never went back, but <laughs> it, it, it worked for that week, though. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I got to see what's going to Nothing really happened, so didn't get too excited. But, yeah, it, it worked for that small bit, at least. I get it, but it's just like, come on, man. Like, mm-hmm. it even said, you know, uh, NXT, you know, because obviously he's still the NXT champion, but I'm like, bro, he's got to he's gotta come up off that, man. Um mm-hmm. But I mean, that's that means that's Raw's way of saying like, what we have now, we plan on doing nothing with it. So we're gonna bring in somebody new. Well, good. Fuck it. I mean, it's been boring. I gotta say, the Money in the Bank was pretty good. I watched all of it and I was impressed. I don't know what the hell Peacock's problem is, but if that happens during SummerSlam, I'm not paying for Peacock anymore. Wow. You, bro, you don't know that millions around the world are watching. How do you have streaming issues? Oh, that like the, after. So, oh, lucky you! Thank goodness it wasn't like it, the problems it was having. Uh, was like during the entrance of the men's uh Money in the Bank, right? So luckily we didn't miss like oh this is who won this is how they won. It was kind of more so just like lagging as the match was starting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but goodness gracious, could you have imagined? If if the world lagged while John Cena made his return last night, I was like, oh shit! Even I got excited though. Oh shit, Tom. Bro, 
I got excited too because it was just the idea of it was a breath of fresh air. I don't know why, but seeing Edge back to challenge Roman again bored me on massive yeah. levels. Yeah, well, we already got the point, right? Uh, past it. Yeah, it was like, you know, you had your chance at WrestleMania. I don't know why you made it into a triple threat. We've talked about this before, me and you. That was mm-hmm. the weirdest thing. Um, so once you did that, it was kind of just like, well, I don't need to see this again. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't know who. It was just like when Goldberg beat uh, Brock Lesnar for the belt and then fought him again at WrestleMania. It's like, well, mm-hmm. I didn't ask for it the first time. I damn sure didn't want it the second time. Like, it's give me something else. It's move on. Right. Um. But I, I do want let, to let's let's jump right into Money in the Bank because, uh, like you said, you saw it, you liked it. Um, I would say the only downside of Money in the Bank for me was a repeat of what they did last Money in the Bank, which was giving someone the briefcase that not even the promotion is going to take seriously and, and give, you know, they gave it to Otis and then obviously they stripped it from Otis mm-hmm. to give to the Miz. They gave it to Nikki. Um, I feel like at some point either Sasha or maybe Becky Lynch will take it off of her. Um, it's just, it's one of those, why'd you waste that? Like, I'd almost rather you just not have a woman's money in the bank than to just waste it on somebody, you know, damn well, you're not gonna, would you gonna take it off Bianca Belair and give it to Nikki Cross? Come on now. So what, what were your thoughts? Well, I, I, I'll be upset if they don't do anything. If they, they, they pull an notice, I'll be very upset, but. And I think they're definitely going to have a matchup between him and uh, uh, I think Biggie and um, what's his name? Probably last year, probably Clash. I figured that ass whooping that that uh, Kofi got last night was was set up <laughs> so that Biggie has has a rivalry with him. Yeah, but, I mean, go ahead. I'm sorry. I, I, that's just how I took it after I found out that Biggie won it. I was like, oh, that there's a good chance. Oh shit! Like who popped up? About time. Right? Right. He kept telling us on Twitter, like, be patient, be patient. Everything will be explained. And it's like, OK, I, I, yeah. I have it on mute. I have it on mute. Do you have your, your volume on? Is that is that his reg- his old theme song? Let me see. I can't tell. That's an man. updated one. It's, oh, a, man. It's, it's a mix. It's a mixed one. Oh, OK, yeah, I, I prefer his original theme song. Yeah, well, it's better than the, what he came in with when, when he first got <laughs> right, right. At least it's, it's, it's like, at least it has some of the old intro in it. Yeah, it was just it was so simple, but like really good. Yeah. Um. No, I I'm glad you said that. And I'm glad I, I I didn't cut you off and I let you say because I 100 percent agree with you. Um. I didn't even think the Kofi method. I just thought more so. It's really hard to sell the new day without all of the new day. Um, So in my mind, I always pictured they would find a way to reunite them. Um, And this is just like the the perfect opportunity. Um, Because if you look at it, it's like, well, clearly Cena is probably going to take the belt from Roman at SummerSlam. That will go on to be whatever it is. Probably, unfortunately, at some point, Lesnar will come back and take it from either Cena or Roman. So that's just going to be a forever growing annoyance over in SmackDown. Uh, between no one knew, just the same three people that have been champions over the last decade. Um, so I figured the only fresh start you can really get 
for someone that won money in the bank is raw because it's like, well, Bobby Lashley is champion and, you know, Vince enjoys his big champions, but I don't really see Vince seeing Lashley as a long-term solution as champion. Um, so I could see him moving that title a few different times. Um, Cause it, again, if Karrion Cross is coming to raw, Karrion Cross has been very vocal about he wants John Cena. Um, so I'm like, either that's being set up for the long run or Vince's goal is to put that belt on Karrion Cross sooner rather than later. Um, so he'll probably spend his few months, you know, on the developmental stage where he has a, a weird rivalry with someone no one cares about. Um, and then I think he'll probably have a squaring off against Big E for the mm-hmm. belt. Um, and then take it off of Big E and then Karrion Cross is your new guy over in uh, over in Raw. So I, I agree with you. I do think Big E will will decide to cash in on um, on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm surprised he. Uh, I'll be shocked to see if he shows up tonight. Um, not to cash it in, actually, but to you know let Lashley right. know like I'm coming Call. for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really interested in that. But the the women's one, man, I was really rooting for um, uh, Liv Liv Morgan. Hmm. I like Liv. Uh, for the women, I didn't really have a strong rooting interest. I'm trying to think who was in it. Um, oh, I got you. Naomi, uh, Asuka, um, Natalia, Tamina, um, Liv, I think we already said, Nikki Cross, and Alexa Bliss. Right. Nikki Ash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm. I would have actually rather seen Ale- I don't know what Alexa Bliss did to get in the doghouse, but whatever she did, hopefully she gets out of it because they have just been like, yeah, we don't really want to do anything with you. So it would just be kind of like a side show, a sideshow attraction kind of thing. And it's just mm-hmm. like, well, Alexa Bliss is really good on the mic. She's pretty good in the ring. Why why does she have to do all this? Like the fiend's not there anymore. Move past this. Get out of this whole thing. Well, Alexa Bliss get back to who she's, you know, who she was. Uh, I know she said recently that she was happier doing whatever she was doing. I would say the same thing if I got paid the way that some of these people got paid in the WWE. <laughs> I'd say the same thing. Um, but I, I do like Becky Lynch continuously, um, trolling. Uh, if you don't follow her on Twitter, it's, it's a fun time. Uh, she had tweeted last night. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for money in the bank. I sure mm-hmm. hope, I sure hope no one takes out one of the contestants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of like teeing up for fans to think like, oh, she's about to, but of course she didn't. <laughs> she, she did the same thing at Royal Rumble, tweeting out the picture of the curtains. Right. Um, so she's trolling. Um, I, I find it hard to believe she won't be back by at least uh, SummerSlam. All right. And if I had to guess, I would assume they wouldn't separate her and Seth. So if Seth is still on SmackDown, I assume we'll be getting a um, uh, SmackDown. Um, yeah. yeah. Who's the champ now? SmackDown. Bianca Belair. Right, Bianca. That's not a bad yeah. No, I wouldn't hate it at all. I, I here's here's my problem. Once you gave Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair the the belts, 
I was kind of hoping they were going to be the leaders of the new school. They were going to have it for a while. They were going to lead us into a new future. Um, but then when you see Charlotte wins it again, it's kind of just like, they will just yeah. never let the future take over, bro. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh, well, okay, it happens again. And they're going to rematch again. And they're like, okay, I saw this on NXT. I'm going to see this one. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it happened when Charlotte beat her at WrestleMania for the NXT title. And it's kind of just like, really, you're telling me there's no other women in the back that you could even take from NXT to just give us something new. Mm-hmm. Goodness gracious. Um, all right. Is there anything else wrestling you wanted to talk? Uh, we were saying we were excited for, for John Cena's return. Right. I was I was shocked. Uh, I was very happy to see him. Obviously, it's a good time to promote. So why not? Makes sense. Um, but overall, uh, I would say I'm, I was the first, the first pay per view I uh, was like that I was super happy with, and I'm actually watching Raw with a, a positive view so far. So I guess it's a, that's a, that's something in the right direction because like I haven't really been super excited about Raw SmackDown in a long time, so. Then get me somewhat excited for those shows. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I got to take the good with the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move on. Oh, excuse me. We didn't, because I'm sorry I'm asking this, but it's because I did it last Wednesday, then did it uh, again for for my friend Joe on Friday. Me and you mm-hmm. didn't talk the finale of Loki, right? No. Well, we did, okay. but over text message. Okay, no, but I, I mean, like, not on a podcast. No, not vocally. <laughs> okay, cool. So, um, sorry, it's when you do it so many times, you just I don't remember who I said this to, but but Joel, <laughs> give me your thoughts, man, on that crazy finale of Loki. Well, um, it starts off pretty quickly. You, know, you don't have to wait too long before you get the reveal. And, you know, like we were talking about, the whole thing is, what will we get what we want? Who is it? Um, I just don't want you want you don't want it to be this. You don't want it to be that. And at the end of the day, we got Jonathan Majors and you're like, oh, my God, they did it. Now, at the time when he turns around, you don't know what they did, but they did something. And, you know, it was good. You felt it. You felt it. Like some people are asses about it, but most people felt it. You know, oh, shit, they finally did it. They finally gave us. Everyone's thinking Kang, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, they went a step further and they actually said he's he who remains and he's, he's that character and he's more of more or less a variant of Kang or Kang is variants of him. Um, for people that are confused, <laughs> um, and to me they mm-hmm. kind of mixed in his Amortis version with his uh, with the he who remains version mm-hmm. and they made it, they made it all make sense. Even his like conversation with, with Loki and Sylvie. Uh, explaining the whole thing made sense to me and uh, I just it's exactly what I wanted out of that finale in terms of who was the reveal and I was extremely happy with the way it ended because because of it you know I know there's so much more to explain and and there's so much that's going to happen because of it but this is step one and I was very happy with how it ended yeah I mean it was it was a happy medium um you got the big name but the lesser character Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll take that any day of the week because obviously he made it very clear that this is not my, you know, it's essentially like right now I, I took it more so as he's essentially sell, 
So this is form one. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we'll get a form two and then we'll so. get the final <laughs> form. Um, so to me, I was I was completely fine with it. I had literally not one bad thing to say about it um, because not only did it explain a lot, um, it, it, it put things in its proper place. Now, I will say for the a millionth time, because I know people are sick of hearing me say it, I do not like a multiverse. I do not like time travel. I don't like nuns of it. But um, I, I am more so open to um, some of the stuff that they're getting ready to do um, with the idea that this multiverse has now exploded. Um, mm -hmm. You know, so. But, uh, but yeah, so I mean, let me read here. Uh, now that we're on the topic, I want to bring up something Kevin Feige had said. Let me find the actual uh, article. Okay, here we go. So Kevin Feige met with Marvel Studios recently to discuss the rules of the multiverse. Quote, I had a meeting with the whole Marvel Studios team going through the multiverse and exactly how to really deliver on the excitement surrounding the multiverse. End quote. Now, here's what's already boiling my skin Joel, right mm -hmm. multiverse to people who know the comics and people who don't know the comics the only way you can excite people outside of myself with a multiverse is doing the things that i've already told you i don't want to see them do not even in just a tongue-in-the-cheek way um because it just it opens a door for conversations i'm tired of having so mm -hmm. When you say that, that's why. Because everyone always asks me, why do I hate the multiverse? That's why. I spent all night Wednesday. And I told you this. I told you I was glad you didn't join because you would have been pissed off. I spent all night Wednesday explaining why. Just because there's a multiverse does not mean we still should not get recastings on characters we've seen before. 100%. And that's why I don't like the multiverse. Because then you get the, well, Michael Fassbender can come back, right? Why would oh, no. you want that? We got like six movies for Michael Fassbender. Why is mm -hmm. that not enough? And then I had someone say, it, it, I'm, God, Joel, I did really angry. I had someone say, well, you want Robert Downey Jr. back and he's been Iron Man for over 10 years. He's in the MCU. Right. You wouldn't recast Iron Man. Like what, what you're saying makes no sense. Hugh Jackman has been Wolverine for over 20 years. I'm tired of it. <laughs> I want to see someone new. I don't get why that's a problem. You can't I want to see someone new. Uh, uh, Wolverine, no, no offense to, to him, but I don't think he wants to do this anymore. Let's be real. He'll, he'll do a cameo. He'll do maybe one more shot if you, if you really beg him. But he's not the future, not at that, not for that character. So you have to think forward thinking. He's old. Right. Knows he's old. Right. He don't want to do this anymore. He's done. Yeah, you know, Logan was the best ending for his version of Wolverine. He really was. Right. And here's here's the biggest point, Joel. You ready for this? There's not a story outside of interaction with characters. There's not a story Kevin Feige can give Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. We have not seen. In the past 20 years. Mm -hmm. Think about oh, it. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I, I was trying not to bring it up. I, I'm watching it now, and I'm just like, we just went over this, bro. Oh, so for, for, our, 
for our listeners, me and Joel are, are watching Monday Night Raw uh, together, and Bobby Lashley just beat Keith Lee, and Goldberg has returned. I assume yeah. to challenge Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam, and it's just like, bro, there are just so many people in that locker room. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I swear, Vince's mind is like, well, it's either Drew McIntyre or a legend, and it's like, bro, you'll never build anybody else up like Drew McIntyre if you don't give them a chance. Goldberg, every year, he comes back for, like, one shot. Every year. And it's like, bro, he almost killed The Undertaker. I thought that would have been his last time wrestling in a ring. Yeah. Oh, my God. This, You know what this is? This is a visual. You know how, like, girls always assume when boys played with action figures when they were a kid, it was just kind of, like, smashing them together? Mm-hmm. This is a visual representation of that. Yeah, this my, is just, I- that's all this is gonna be. It's just yeah. smash, 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 smash. This is uh it, that 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 entrance still hits though. <laughs> boom. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> it was always a great entrance. I I could never argue that. It was always a great entrance. Um, but all right, to to loop back around. Um, yeah. yeah. So to me, like I said, I want a new actor as Wolverine. I want a new Charles. I want a new Magneto. Yeah. I want I want a new everything outside of Deadpool. That's why it doesn't make sense to come back. And just so even even if you were, it doesn't make sense. Like Magneto shouldn't be. First of all, they got to figure out what, how old they want their Magneto to be. You know, right, right. And it should well, be. That's young. what that's <laughs> what people that's what people are saying, and that's what bothers me. People are saying because there's a multiverse, you could just pluck him from that exact no, point. No, in time. you cannot. You cannot. It doesn't make sense. You could. That, yeah. That's why he lives in his own universe. That universe is dead, so we'll never see it again. Don't have to worry about it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> So to me, like I said, you, you can't move forward if you keep looking back. Um, so to me, I don't like I, I've I've never seen this before. And that's why, Joel, me and you always say this. And then I'm going to move on because uh, I don't like beating a dead a, a dead horse. But me and you always say this. There is a difference between being a fan of a character and a fan of an actor. And anyone who wants these actors to return can't be fans of the character. There's just right. nothing else you can get from that actor. Like, you can't bring Patrick Stewart in and think he's going to give you another evolutionary performance. He's right. already done it. He's already done everything he could do. Why wouldn't yeah. you want to pass it? And here's the perfect example I gave them. You ready for this, Joel? Mm. Everyone thought Ian McKellen was the greatest Magneto to ever walk the planet Earth, right? Yeah, good. We would have never known how good Michael Fassbender was if we did not recast. Yeah. That's nah, my point had, to them. <laughs> they had no choice with the recast because they weren't really, you're really young at that point. No, 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 right. But I'm saying we would have never known what another Magneto is like if we right. did not move on. Oh, oh we will, though. <laughs> like, yes, that's that's my point. And I'm like, bro, I, I've never met people that just want to be stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so why, why, bad. It's more fun to get new actors anyway. So like, oh right, we got a new this, new it's fresh. Look at a new car. We've had that car before. Oh, but- <laughs> <laughs> right, right. I mean, it'd be like it'd be like if your parents said, "Hey, you know how yesterday you had spaghetti?" It's like, yeah, it was really good. It's like, cool. Well, this is what you have for the next six months. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> spaghetti. We can't have. A we can't. New plate. <laughs> right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> So that that just that like I said, that's why when Feige says finding a way to deliver 
on the excitement. It's like, well, the excitement is people want the Spider-Mans back. People want Hugh back. People I don't mind as of what they're doing. Like, if it's a one-off, I'm fine. Like, I was against the whole bringing them back, too, because I just didn't need the comp i don't need that arguing like who's better and i need this person and like this one dude on twitter who's like i need toby to be this permanent spider-man forever and i'm like Fuck exactly off. exactly <laughs> and that's that's the problem of of even toying with this like like i try to explain to people because people are like well dc's doing the multiverse and you don't have a problem here's the difference oh, cool. right here's well, the i don't difference. have a problem with it <laughs> like, well, first of all we do but second huh. of all there's literally nothing tangible there in DC. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the only thing that they're bringing back that we've seen before is Keaton. That's mm-hmm. it. And you already know, I didn't even want, like if you wanted to bring him back to be like an alternate Batman just for that movie, by all means, you go have fun. You go play in your toy box. But to keep him, I was never happy with that. You know that. I don't need Michael Keaton's Batman to be the Nick Fury of the DC world. Give me mm-hmm. a real Batman that's in continuity with the other heroes. So to me, there is no form of a multiverse I will ever enjoy that doesn't last more than five minutes in a movie. It all depends. That will on always how, be my mindset. That my mindset is uh, I, I've said it since they mentioned scrolls are coming, and I've mentioned it once the multiverse was going to be a thing. Uh, and timeline when they went timeline jumping, I'm like, oh god, this is gonna get confusing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I I don't like it because it gets messy. Uh, there's a reason there's stuff like crisis because <laughs> the multiverse was a mess. <laughs> At least on the DC side, that was that was such a mess. Crisis happened to clean it up. You know what right. I mean? Right now. On the Marvel side, it was never that bad because it was pretty linear. And, and literally, what if was what if, like, to a degree. Like, there was no confusing it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty obvious it was not in the canon or whatever the fuck. Now things are a little more gray, but at the same time, it is it is what it is. Now, when it came to movies, yes, there's so many different iterations of what we've already seen with, you know, the Fox universe and Sony's universe, and now the MCU as a linear whole. Um, I don't want to mess up what they've done so perfectly already. It's really where my my mindset is. Introducing uh, uh, the multiverse as a nice gimmick for a couple of years, I'm cool with that. But I would not be upset if they closed that hole at the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I would not be upset if that shit closed right as Doctor Strange hits the end credits. Um, I don't. I don't. Um, I don't. I don't need it as a long term. And it's why I <clears throat> I just said when I did the podcast with Joe and Pete on Friday, um, it's what makes the scrolls frustrating because it's like, well, you're at a point now where it can't be anybody too big because then you get the fan base that starts to question everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and it can't be anybody too small because then who gives a shit? That's why I said they right. miss a perfect opportunity. And again, like you said, let me let me preface this. Like you said, it still could be the case. But it's why I said Sharon Carter would have been the perfect person to use it on because she rides that line of who gives who gives a damn mm-hmm. and of that tier of people going like, oh, Sharon Carter, that's crazy. Like, that's why she was doing all this crazy stuff. So to me, mm-hmm. it's like scrolls, you got to walk a very tight line, man, because you could make it either really ridiculous or extremely annoying um so there's there's only one way to do it right 
and you got to make sure that you nail it. Uh, right. Because what you don't want is people going, oh, well, I, I'm not too worried about when blah, blah, blah did this because they're probably just a scroll. That's not the, that's not the real him. And it's like, right. no, that is the real him. Like, like no, man, they're really gone. They're not a scroll. They're not that's gonna turn green. Yeah, that's why. Right. Yeah, that's one when they said I like I don't mind them, but like I knew as soon as it happened, crazy, crazy conspiracy theories are gonna pop up. I'm like, oh, <laughs> right. not everyone's a fucking scroll, guys. <laughs> nah, <laughs> it's gonna be so annoying. <laughs> that's what we hate, though. That's what we hate, because because then you get people that don't really know much about the world. But right. they, they just found out something by watching YouTube videos or whatever. And now they're this big conspiracy theorist. And it's like, bro, I'm not yeah. going to indulge in that kind of conversation. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm not. Um, all right. Let's move on. Um, I saw something. I know you don't usually like to look ahead. Um, so if you don't even want to go down this road, let me know. But I did see the, you know how at the end of every Flash episode, they give you a preview to the next episode. All right. I just I know I never catch it. I don't know why. You know why? Really? I watch it usually the next day. <laughs> so it's like they probably cut me off before they show the preview. That's true. So I I, I saw it and I freeze framed it, and I saw something, Joel, that I said, "You guys, you just gotta." <laughs> you, it's always the good and the bad when it comes to the Flash, man. Do you want to know what it was? Sure. All right. So apparently they have like a Power Rangers moment where the whole Flash family is all together. So it's Jay mm-hmm. Garrick, Barry, his two kids. Mm-hmm. And guess who else is in that line as a speedster? Oh, it's, it's Cyrus. You got damn right it's Cyrus. <laughs> why? <laughs> why? I don't know why. Because it's family. It's almost like the fucking Fast and Furious of the CW world. It, it literally is and you know what let me just say this because a lot of people are gonna think <clears throat> that i hate iris let me be specific as to why i hate this you have barry who's an actual speedster right mm-hmm. you have jay garrick who's an actual speedster you have mm-hmm. um his his daughter and his son who are actual speedsters right yes. now you're skipping someone to get to iris and it's probably the most popular flash so you completely isolate her brother, who should mm-hmm. be here, and you instead give her Velocity 9 or whatever the heck it turns out they're going to give her, and mm-hmm. you make her a speedster. That's yeah. what frustrates me. That's yeah. why I'm upset. Did, Not because it's Iris. They did mention Wally in the last episode. They did. They, they <laughs> did. But I'm like, bro. That's why I said, if he does not want to come back as Wally, I understand, man. You know, you don't want to be stuck in one thing forever, whatever you want to do, oh, new what things. The fuck is doing commercials now? I can't be above yeah. that. <laughs> no, that's that is true. But if he does not want to come back, even for just a, five minutes in an episode, mm-hmm. recast him. Yeah, that's important. It's it's that simple. Don't ever think it's a compromise to give Iris speed again. We didn't like it the first time. We don't like it now. She should not have speed, bro. Like, why are we doing this? Bert, 100%. So we're going to have to see how this ends. But um, I did enjoy the the episode, um, last week's episode. Again, I told you, what pisses me off is they waited to the last three to four episodes to get good. I had to suffer through 20. No, I'm sorry. 
through 16 or 17 episodes of what I consider just one big filler just to get to the moment I've been waiting all, all season for. So I'm like, all right, we're finally here. It's getting good. I hope that this finale lives up to it because we know heading into next season of Flash, it's going to be this huge crossover um, that's going to be a lot of fun. So, But how did you like last week's episode? I enjoyed it pretty well. I mean, I thought it was a good episode. It was finally, like you said, finally getting all the speeds together. It's it fun. Uh, so anytime they do that, I'm excited and happy. And, you know, it ended well for me, too. The way, like with the way it ended um and i look forward to seeing how it ends to see how this next season begins you know what i mean because that's really how it fucked up last year because they had to kind of end it short and even though i actually enjoyed the fact that it kind of left us with a cliffhanger mm-hmm. um it obviously started terribly <laughs> like oh this kind of- <laughs> it feels like it should have ended last year and you're like god damn it um so it kind of like started off the season kind of dull um but that shouldn't be the, the problem. Like you said, we're going to have crossovers in the, in the first half of, uh, or at least in the first couple episodes of Flash next season. And um, so I think, but it's not going to be like a giant crossover. It's going to make every episode like an individual crossover. And we don't know why or how yet. So that's really the fun part about who's showing up and why they're sh- why it's individual, you know? Mm. That's what yeah. I'm more looking to, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm with you. I kind of wish that they ended last season the way that oh, – I'm sorry, started this season the way that uh, Titans did, to where clearly you're you're wrapping up what you didn't last year, but you wrapped it up within the first episode, and then we were we were full steam ahead. Right. Um, unfortunately, it let you know that they were a few episodes away from the finale last year when they left it off, and mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, man we were really trying to get out of this shit. Like, like, let's, let's, let's hurry up. Um, But yeah, I'm with you. We finally got to the golden point of the season and you know, it's all, it's full steam ahead. Uh, Speaking of which I did check out um, Superman and Lois. I'm, I'm fully caught up ready for the finale tomorrow. Um, I, I know, I I know you're tired of hearing this, Joel, but I am really, really tired of seeing um diggle without my green lantern explanation <laughs> like, like i again i, I get it I, i'm not saying i need to hurry up and see him in the in the, uh you know with the ring i just want a deep breakdown as to why he turned it down and what happened after and the fact that i keep seeing him and it keeps being teased is like bro at some point i'm gonna forget that he even had that shit like start talking about it more you know what i'm saying like tell me why you turned it down right exactly goodness gracious oh they're going to it's just why why when and where i'm (laughs) right (laughs) like it's not like he has his own show so i'm assuming that whatever this this crossover is Mm -hmm. um oh no no do you want to talk about that real quick i just saw that also yeah, I'm just curious what the fuck's going on. So, like, so he's here. He's gonna wrestle Jeff Hardy. Okay, <laughs> That's interesting. which is all right. Two things I hate about that. One, <sighs> I don't ever want to see his entrance without Scarlet. That's one. Yeah, what's up two, with that? Too? Up with yeah. That? Two, why did they give the whole he'll be back? I mean, he'll debut next week for him to come out now. Ooh. All right. Weird. Um, and poor Jeff Hardy, because this match will last all about four seconds. 
Uh, but, <laughs> but anyway, um, no. So yeah, so I, I'm assuming, Joel, it's going to be something like this, right? I mean, at this I mean, point, I mean, you should just write the Flash. I assume during whatever this big crossover is, they're going to come against a villain that's so big that the heroes themselves can't uh, can't deal with it. The fate of the Earth is on the line. Diggle steps up, puts the ring on. We see Green Lantern team up with um, with our heroes and take down whatever this big bad is. That's what I assume. Because if it doesn't happen in a crossover, I'm going to be honest with you, it's going to fall flat to me whenever it yeah. does happen. I do believe um, it's going but it'll it'll happen probably next. Like the thing, if I had to put my money on that, it'll probably be during the Flash, and it'll be during that that those weeks that there's there's a crossover. Right. Yeah. Right. Like they were saying, I don't know if they're gonna all team up together or anything, but whatever it is, it seems like it'll happen during that period. Right. Because to me, if it doesn't, it's gonna lose all its flair to me. Just to me, whenever you actually do do it, because I'll, I'll forget at that point. Because, you know, it's not like Diggle is a uh, a steady in any of these shows. So it's right. not like a constant reminder of him. So if it just pops up one week, it's just going to be like, oh, I completely forgot. <laughs> like, yeah. And I you know, know what Diggle, I'm Diggle moved to Metropolis, but most of Lois and Superman and Lois takes place in Swanville. <laughs> so exactly. Like- right. So it's like you move to the one town that we thought we could get some, um, you know, you being included in something only for them to move. And it's just like, yeah oh my goodness i I, you know what i I know this is gonna sound crazy i do hope they move back i do hope that this isn't permanent we'll see because to me i kind of feel robbed you know we never got to see them really in metropolis Mm -hmm. we got yeah not much (laughs) yeah so i'm like can i get superman in metropolis maybe (laughs) you do but it's usually when he's fighting things (laughs) right 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 but to me i'm like all right you moved did you did you think your villains moved like they're they're still there that's why he's still on uh what do they call it on speed now he's like right i hope you didn't leave us (laughs) 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 yeah i always i mean i i get why they did it but that was my biggest issue i remember telling you i would have liked it if we had season one in metropolis and it ends with something happening to where oh no no i'm sorry it ends with lois being pregnant and clark saying you know what it's too dangerous here i think we should move um back home where it's kind of quieter we can kind of do things on a smaller level and then you know season two you can kind of just age up to to the point you are now because that's essentially what you did we heard lois was pregnant she had the baby and then next thing we knew they're fucking adults so it's like it would have been the same thing if you wanted to well, do that. It was like they had twins. Like, what, twins? And they're teenagers? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So it wouldn't have been any different if you gave us a season one with them in Metropolis, and then he finds out she's pregnant, and then they move to to Smallville. Like, I would have been fine if they did it that way. That way, we had our, we had our time in Metropolis. We get to see Superman against all his, his best bads, and then he can make new bads heading to Metropolis. I would have been fine with that. Yeah, I've been 100% fine with that. So anyway, all right, let's move on. We got some news. Oh, oh, actually, I, I want to talk about this before we go back to, to Marvel. I know mm-hmm. you, Joel, and I know to you, this isn't a big deal because I, I know you're going to say, well, you know, I, I don't think anyone thought any differently. But uh, this did catch me a little off guard, just a little bit. 
Colin Farrell says he will only appear in about six, five or six scenes for the Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you're kind of just like, yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't think he would be like a, you know, super, you know, super important in, in the story itself to be in majority of it. Or was this mm-hmm. kind of just like, oh, wow. So those must be five really good scenes. Um, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I never... I always figured he was a side character, so I didn't really need him to be there the whole movie. But yeah, maybe less than I expected. But as long as they're you know meaty, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did see. I don't usually, you know, I don't usually watch these. Um, but I did see a uh, uh, what do you call it when they're shooting? Uh, God. Um, no, it was an actual video. Oh, video, set video. Yeah, so, okay, so I saw a video of, it's like Bruce Wayne walking up to, it's like them coming, you know, the, the shot, the only shot we've ever seen, really, in photo-wise, of the Batman is them on the, the courtroom stairs, or whatever those stairs oh, are. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's a video of Bruce looking like he's walking up to Carmine, and Penguin stops him. Um, so I immediately thought, because me and you watched uh, Batman Along Halloween, you read, you actually read the comic, um, mm-hmm. So I'm not trying to say this like this is news to you or anything, but um, in uh, Long Halloween for our, our, our fans listening, um, Bruce and Carmine know each other mm-hmm. um, because of Carmine's history with Bruce's father. So right. Carmine's very fond of Bruce. So what I thought was if Bruce is walking up to Carmine like that in this movie, um, he has to be familiar with him. So, mm-hmm. you know, to me, I took it as carmine um uh, i'm you know penguin stopping him like whoa like who are you like don't just yeah. walk up oh. on him and <laughs> say it again so yeah i don't know you who are you <laughs> yeah exactly exactly um and then you know so it looks like they might be going the route of bruce's father and carmine go way back you know so only reason i bring this up joel is remember how they said there will be elements of long halloween in this movie yes but we had no inclination on what <laughs> what those what the uh, the connections of that could be. So right. I only bring it up to say it looks like that might be one of the connections is that Carmine and Bruce's father go go way back, um, which le- which lends to what me and you said when we actually saw the trailer for the first time of this looks like it might go the the telltale route where. Um, Bruce's father might have been in some stuff that he shouldn't have been in or didn't know that he was in. Um, but his hands are, are not clean. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is this is just making me more excited for when we get this this next trailer that I think will give us a lot more meat to the bones on um on what this story will be be about exactly. Um, so I'm just really excited for it. I'm excited for part two of Long Halloween. I'm excited for this the Batman trailer. Um, this is going to be fun. This, this is going to be really, really, really fun. Um, but yeah, I just took it more so as if he's only in it for four, uh, five or six scenes, these must be five, five or six of the best damn scenes ever <laughs> from mm-hmm. Colin Farrell in this movie. Um, all right, let's move on. Me and you talked to Titans trailer, right? I don't know. Um, no, uh, I don't remember talking Titans. All right, let's get into Titans then. Um, so we got our, I'm going to call it the last trailer of Titans. Okay. Uh, okay. It, 
it debuts in like three weeks. Right. Um, I, I could be off maybe a week. Maybe it's four weeks or three and a half. It's it's soon. Um, so I'm assuming the last trailer, mainly because I don't really need to see any more than what this trailer gave us. Um, I, I I did not like this trailer until I saw the shot from um the shot from the animated movie where Red Hood throws the heads on the table uh, in front of all the, the mafia bosses. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just like, okay, all right, this is kind of cool. And then seeing Red Hood and Nightwing fight each other. Um, and then you see, obviously, um, uh, Red Robin. Why can I never remember his name? Tim, Tim Drake. Drake. You see Tim Drake crying at the, uh, at the restaurant because obviously they're reporting on Robin's death. Mm-hmm. Um, so that actually, I think we did talk about this, and here's why because I think mm-hmm. me and you agreed that, um, since we saw the trailer, it's extremely obvious that Bruce doesn't bring in Tim Drake, uh, Dick does. Yeah, I, I do remember having that conversation. I don't know if it was during yeah. this show, but yeah, but you do I, remember uh, the conversation, right? Yeah, okay. I do because I always said that made the most sense anyway, because like. Mm-hmm. After Jason's death, it doesn't make sense for him to take in another Robin. Never did. Um, but what it seems to me is like now Jason died, time has passed. Bruce either, I don't know, it looks like Bruce fucking kills Joker, but I don't know if that's the case. Um, it could go, it could go like maybe he just recovered the body. I have no idea. Uh, I just yeah, know it looks, I, like, it looks like Bruce retires at this point. I was just about to say that. I'm glad you I was just about to say he either killed Joker or he mm-hmm. retired. Um, either one I don't like. Yeah. So either way, he's retiring. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. Yeah, he's past his limit. He's like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Um, which is fine. Like, I don't mind that either. Um, but it, it makes sense that Tim would be um uh, well it looks like Tim instead of discovering um he might discover that Bruce is Batman, but at the end of the day, I think this Tim will eventually find out that Dick is Nightwing, you know? Right. And maybe and more about just like he found out that Bruce was Batman in the comic books. And that's how he gets in, you know, because he's they're not just gonna start recruiting people. Tim is gonna get in. <coughs> Damn. He's uh, that's how they, in. Right. That's how that's like, they kind of stole that in Dark Knight Rises, that little yep. element that he discovered who who they were. That's how he got into that point. But um yeah, I, I do believe that that's how that, that part's going to work out. I do love, like you were saying, uh, the thing with the with Red Hood, um, how he's, it, it reminds me of Under the Red Hood. Like when yeah. he first shows up and he's like running shit and, and they don't know who he is because as far as they know, Jason is dead. Mm. So I'm very curious how this is all going to play out and I'm very excited. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know what's crazy? All right, so here's what's here's what's extremely crazy. If Bruce retires for whether he killed Joker or just decides to retire, first of all, I hate that. But anyway, um, it looks no. like there's new sheriffs in town. Obviously, Barbara is commissioner now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and clearly Dick will have to stay in Gotham because yes. Gotham will always need a Batman presence. So what what irks me is, well, that's not where the Titans Tower is. Is in Gotham. So no. it's like, can you just already green light a Nightwing show so we can get back to having a real no, team Nightwing show. show? Bat family show. <laughs> or, or Okay, yeah, no arguments here. The only reason I didn't say Bat family show is I think 
a Robin always needs to be a part of the Teen Titans. So I was kind of thinking Tim Drake could be there. You can share Robins. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Okay. You know, Robin doesn't have to be (laughs) full-time. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay, I can see that. Um, I just, to me, it's it's just like, you got to spin it off. Because at this yeah. point, you're just you're just telling Batman stories that happen to have the Titans involved. Yeah, it's basically the Titans take over for Batman. I'm like, well, that's a lot of guys. You don't need that many. <laughs> right, exactly. It's basically, right. you have a mini Justice League. You don't need a whole mini. Gotham was bad, but one man was taking care of that shit. You don't need the whole like mini Justice League taking care of that shit. Exactly. Um, that's a world thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I look as long as you know they start dwindling a little bit. Like I don't mind. Like they, they gotta like Hawking up gotta retire, you know, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> you know, especially if Donna gonna come back. That's already OP. We're good. Um, you know what? You know what? I, I I know where they can go. I know where they can go. I, I I'm gonna say this. We just said we want a Bat Family show, right? So clearly Barbara Gordon is obviously she's still in the wheelchair. She's the commissioner, so we're not even counting her as Batgirl. She's the commissioner, and pretty much just your 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 eyes and ears, right? She's your comms, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Nightwing is clearly your Batman. Tim Drake is clearly your um your Robin. Robin, and yeah. Red Hood is your kind of pops Wild. in and out. Wild, card. right? <laughs> exactly. Now. If you wanted to bring Hawk and Dove over to that, not as full-time, not part of the Bat family, but kind of regulate them in and out to where they're they're kind of helping out when need be, mm-hmm. I would accept that more than ever seeing another season of them with the Titans. I agree. I could I could definitely chew on that more than them being part of the Titans. So, because to me, it's like, if the Titans get any bigger, it's going to be like, well, you're just making Justice League with children. Yeah. Not the Teen Titans anymore. That's what it is already. I mean, you basically have Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. You just don't have the other, like, mini versions. But, you know, everyone else is there. I mean, you know, they're missing Cyborg. I I don't need to get into that shit. So, you have Beast Boy, Raven. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like, Starfire. You have enough. There's definitely a mini Justice League right there. In, in Gotham now. <laughs> so everything's taken care of. Uh, it's just like, I'm very curious like where the show goes because I know there's already talks of, of, of there being a season four and uh, I just hope there's some, I hope there is some type of spinoff, you know, so that the Titans can do their thing separately from the Gotham City. Like it doesn't have to be Gotham, nothing, everything, not everything has to be like centric in Gotham. This is definitely more of introducing Red Hood and introducing a new Robin. I get it. That's fine. Um, but you got to remember, it's called Titans. It's not called the Bat Family. And as much as I love seeing them, they can't be. They can't take let them take the focus away from the rest of the team. Right, and that, that's what they always do. I mean, that trailer, essentially, outside of a few shots of of Blackfire and Starfire, that trailer legit was under the Red Hood. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you can't call the show Titans if your focus is only going to be on Nightwing and whatever Nightwing is doing. It's like, well, mm-hmm. that's not a team. That's just Nightwing. <laughs> like, but I'm with you, and I want to give you all the credit for this show because you're the only one I ever heard say this. Um, they, HBO Max would make a shit ton of money streaming-wise if they announce at Fandom 
that Titans is renewed for season four, but there's a caveat, and that caveat is with uh, with addition comes subtraction, and the subtraction is we will now be getting a Gotham night show. Yes. Um, where you're taking I- Red Hood, Tim Drake, Nightwing, Barbara Gordon, and it's about them protecting a Gotham with no Bruce Wayne. Right. Um, I like that. That would be perfect. You know, then you can bring back, you can bring Cyborg, not back, I'm sorry. I'm thinking what logically it should already be. You can bring <laughs> Cyborg into the Titans, remove Hulk and Dove. So you just, and I'm going to be honest with you, Joel, you'll probably disagree with this. I don't need Superboy or Donna Troy. I don't either, but if they're there, I'm not going to. It's almost like if you're going to do it, because they introduced them for a reason. They're basically what they want a young Trinity. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Part of me is kind of just like, uh, here's my mindset. I have not felt as though Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire have had proper uh, spotlights because you're introducing, like you just said, the baby Trinity. So, like, people are looking to see where Donna Troy goes next, where Superboy goes next. And I'm going to be completely honest with you a team with Donna Troy, Superboy, and Nightwing. I don't need Beast Boy, Raven, and Starfire. Unless it's a mini Justice League. That's what it is. <laughs> right. That's what it is. It's a mini Justice League. Now you have more than enough to form a super team of young people. That's what it is. And here's, and here's how you know that that is a problem, right? Here's, here's how uh, logistically that's a problem, having that many people and then having people like Superboy. The team fought Slade Wilson, right? And you had to put Superboy somewhere else because in all realism, he should have been enough to defeat Slade Wilson. If Superboy. you have to if you Especially have that to man- Superboy. And that Superboy is not even like limited, apparently. He has all exactly. <laughs> exactly. So if you have to maneuver that much to get one character out of the way, he shouldn't be there. <laughs> like like he should he should if they made us if they made a justice league movie where the bad guy was let's say um uh doomsday right mm-hmm. all right well clearly you don't need anybody that's not diana and in, in superman like why is anybody else here what is batman gonna do so to me mm-hmm. it's kind of just the idea of just make it more more plausible to where it's just like well Clearly, if our big bad this season is Slade Wilson, why did we introduce Superboy? <laughs> like, truly, why? Because then you would have said it would have made more sense if the bad guy was just at least somebody strong enough to give Superboy some fits. And then they have to legit beat this guy together. Nightwing, Nightwing beat the dog shit out of Slade Wilson by himself while everyone sat in the car. And I'm just like... You're just wasting characters at this point, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I wonder if they explain what happened to Ravager. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> that would be real nice. Um, part of me wishes that they didn't screw up the relationship between Jason and Ravager, because I would have liked to have seen that team up as he's rising I still, to power. I still see that happening. Like, like if like, I've heard rumors that Red Hood might get his own show. And if Red Hood gets his own show, then... I would not be opposed to seeing Ravager show up on that show. I'm with you. I would love to see them as a team. Bounty hunting? Yeah. I would love it. I yeah. really would love it. That would be cool. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. We got some more Marvel stuff to talk about. 
I want to read this. Uh, Nia DaCosta opens up about working with Marvel. Uh, quote, it's amazing. It's more freedom than I've had on anything. It's great because we're all just comic book nerds who want to make a great comic book movie. Unquote. <laughs> Uh, I, I love this. I, I love this, um, especially if she is a true comic book fan. Um, and I'm not saying that like a gatekeeper. I'm saying that as if she really knows the source material, it makes for a sweeter story because she's not just giving you something that sells. She's giving you a story that she truly cares about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because we've gotten, I, I can only imagine millions of superhero projects from people just looking to make money um so to me i need to know that the person is passionate about it but my question to you joelle isn't about what she said my question to you is at this point if a director came into the mcu that knew not a damn thing about these characters at this point knowing that feige is the over is the the overarchy would that matter to you at all not really, because I, I trust Feige to make the right decision. You know, like uh, mm-hmm. if you're hiring this person that knows nothing about these characters. I mean, he's got to be, this person has to be amazing at something. <laughs> <laughs> like, why, why hire someone that doesn't care about these characters like you expect? Right. And you, have, you have to get the, a, a person that comes and goes, hey, I have a story to tell you know and that seems with um to me at least what they try to get they try to get these young the directors talk to them and they're like all right so we have certain projects available you have interest in the interest in anything blah 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 and they get into it and they're like yeah i like this and that this and that comic books are more popular now than they've ever been so right i mean um and- you know being into comic books i mean right and they're way more accessible all the yeah. information is way more accessible. Um, like you don't have to read a comic book to find out information on a comic book. Um, right. You know, so to me, it's it 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 doesn't necessarily bother me, but I just need to know that just because you don't have the knowledge, I need to know that you still are eager to find out the knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, because you could have a great story, but. To me, a superhero movie is never complete without the essence of where it comes from. So, for example, Joel, if Logan was um, a great story, right, but it wasn't X-23, it was a completely new character. Mm -hmm. Uh, Wolverine didn't have that raging out moment. There are just certain elements that you're kind of just like, well, those need to be in the comic book movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see my characters in their proper suits. I don't want to hear that it wasn't important to you because you don't even know what the suit looks like. Well, that's incomplete. I'll never be able to say really that much good about your movie if you don't have the things that complete the character. So mm-hmm. that's what I, that's what I mean. Like I told you before, the lady who's doing um, the Acolyte show said she's never seen anything Star Wars. And I'm just like, well, how did you, how, what, did, what could you even sell them to get this job? Like, no, what story could you have sold them if you have never watched anything star wars what did you say to them (laughs) yeah like what did you say hey guys would you like it from a perspective of someone who knows nothing about what they're talking about and they must have been like yeah that's different that's no sure like i don't i don't understand it (laughs) so to me 
Mm-hmm. I never have a problem if someone, if someone that I'm podcasting with or someone that's directing or writing doesn't know it. My only issue will be if the movie comes out and it's subpar, and then I hear the director or the writer go, Oh, well, I never I didn't I didn't read anything before making this. Well, why? Why? Why not? <laughs> like I'm not asking you to make the comic book you know, word for word into a movie, you can definitely switch it up how you want, but to have no idea about it, and then you're the one that's going to helm it, will always make me nervous, no matter who's in charge. Um, You know, because to me, it's just like, well, there had to have been somebody who knows what they're doing (laughs) that was better suited. Um, And it's funny because I was listening to Kevin Feige's interview with Entertainment, I think it was Entertainment Weekly or IGN, one of the two. but I was listening to him tell the story about the Mandarin and how at the time they just kind of didn't feel like you could really showcase the Mandarin the right way. So he said Shane Black had the idea of, well, let's let's pull Swerve. And Feige said everybody, when he when Shane Black had pitched it to them, everybody had loved it. I will still never understand that shit. <laughs> like, just don't do the Mandarin. Like, it's as simple as that if yeah. your whole point was we can't do it yet let's wait just wait do you know how much confusion that caused mm. not a lot of people watch what was it return of the king or whatever the shorts were yeah not a lot of people watch that so to a lot of people they thought you just screwed up and now you're trying to wreck on it mm-hmm. so to me it was like listening to him it was just like oh, what did Shane? I had I I would love to have been a fly on the wall to have heard how Shane Black proposed this to see Kevin Feige go, what the fuck is he talking about? Like what? And then Ben Kingsley to be a uh, an imposter. Mm-hmm. So to me, like I said, pitching uh, pitching on a uh, business level is, is way different than how me and you would perceive things because we're fans first. We don't think of this as a business. We're fans first. Yeah. Um, so if if me and you were sitting in that office, I'll, I'll speak for me. I'm sorry. I don't want to put words in your mouth. But if I'm sitting in that office, there is no way Shane Black could have spun that. That would have ever made sense. Yeah. If they were going to have that, if they were going to have one time up the Mandarin, I'm like, why, why, why were you using him? I don't know. Especially if we're going to introduce fucking the extremists. Like, they're already the villain. What are we doing? Like, what, what was the point? <laughs> exactly. And it's like, you could have just done a better job developing AIM um, and building it. Like, I think, I think people forget. Again, I don't know how that would have looked in 2000 and what was it? 14, I think, when that movie came out. Or 13, mm-hmm. 102. Um, so I won't speak on it like, oh, you could have just easily done this. But MODOK was an Iron Man villain was you know they they had some some fights back and forth you could have done modok because you already had aim so i'm like there were avenues that could have been taken that were not a waste of a character that you just you know you just so happen to retcon because the times now um are asking for more diversity right so to me i'm like modok was sitting right there you had aim right there literally right there thank you there you go so we don't need to hash on that too long but that that i just wanted to bring that up because 
um, you know, like I said, me and you are never gatekeepers, Joel. We're never telling people, well, if you've never read a comic book, you should always keep your mouth shut. Uh, we just tell people, if you've never read a comic book, go read one. <laughs> like, there's a million that you could choose from that are good. Go read some um, so you have the information. But to work outside of the information and then speak on something that you just don't know about is frustrating. You know what I'm saying? It, mm -hmm. it just is. It, it just really is. I, I, I get when basketball players go, well, you're speaking on something and you've never played it. I think people, I think everyone should have an opinion. But it gets to a certain point to where it's just like, bro, why are you speaking on the multiverse or you're speaking on this? Are you familiar with Crisis? No, I've never read it. Well, then I kind of feel like you shouldn't be as passionate as you are because you don't you don't know anything about it. What? Like, go find out. And then if you feel the same way, let's have a talk. You know, but to mm. me, me and you are never gatekeepers. If you want to have an opinion, even though you haven't read it, sure. But when you want to get into a deep conversation about it with us, just know it's going to sound gatekeeper-ish because we're passionate about it and we've read this stuff. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But we're not going to throw it in anyone's face, but don't come in here trying to tell me why <laughs> I shouldn't reboot the Fox universe. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Don't, don't do that. Um, but all right, let's move on. Winston Duke confirms he will return for Black Panther Wakanda forever. Quote, it was very emotional to read the script. It was emotional to pack, to go back to set, but we're making something really special. <laughs> My question to you is, Joel, how long before we get an idea on what this story is? Well, at this point, I'm just getting upset that they're one telling me they're coming back and not telling me why. <laughs> that is true, bro. That is so true. It, it, it's to the point to where it's just like, all right, so here's the thing. And, and this is something, like I said, you don't leave up to we're just going to shock you with it or we're just going to wait till you see the trailer. To me, let us know, let us know what you're doing with the Black Panther and allow the villain to be what the shock is. Mm -hmm. I don't mind you, I don't mind you putting some stuff in your sleeve. Every magician has to have a trick. So if you want your if you want to have a trick, don't let it be that. Because I'm telling you now, that movie's gonna be impossible to market without <laughs> letting people know, especially just mainstream. Yeah, you're gonna, who the you're new gonna... Black Panther is. You're gonna give it away in your 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 um, marketing, so it's only gonna be a secret for so long. You gotta right. tell. Like, and again, we we talked about this, Joel. Um, well, I I said this to AJ. I said, um, if if the Spider Men are in the movie, right? You don't have to hold that as a surprise. If you want to tease it in the trailer, to me, that's not spoiling anything. Since that rumor came out, everyone has now expected them to be in it. It'd be different if there were never a rumor and then you just spoiled it in the trailer. But everyone's expecting it. So why not put it in the trailer to drive the hype of the movie? It's the same thing here. We, we know that Chadwick Boseman passed away. God rest his soul. So if why hide what you want to do with the Black Panther? Don't hide it. Don't hide it. And I don't want the first time I see it to be from a set photo. Just tell me so I have the proper context, so I understand what you're doing going forward, and then that's it. 
you could hide the villain. You could even hide the premise of the story. But to me, we need a Black Panther. Just go ahead and get it over with. Either say it's something that's going to be momentary, uh, momentarily or something that's long-term. Whatever the case may be, don't hide it. We're going to figure it out one way or another. Very true. It's not. It only holds for so long. We will eventually find out. And I hope it's sooner rather than later. I mean, we on we honestly uh, got that with what's his name? Uh, oh God, that's directing Shazam. I can't think of his name. Well, uh, David Sandberg. Yes, David Sandberg. Remember when he came out and released um, the photo of of Shazam because he said, "I'd rather you see it here than judging set photos." Because mm-hmm. you just we we live in a time where you just you can't hide that stuff, bro. So don't 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 try to. Just let it let it out. Let it out. Let it all out. Let us know. Um, and like I said, if you want to hide aspects of the story, if you want to hide aspects of the villain, by all means, you do you. But this is not something you toy around with. Let us know who the new Black Panther is and let's move forward. Yeah, I mean, that's going to be huge once they, once they drop it, you know, like, holy shit. Yep. It's yep. Blah, blah. But that's why I said, don't let a set photo create your net. You know, you know how I am, Joel. Don't yeah. ever allow us as fans to create the narrative. It will never turn out good for you. Should be a special that, now. <laughs> say it again. I said it should be a special announcement. Right. I agree. I completely agree. <laughs> to me, I think you should always set your narrative. And if people don't like it, people don't like it. But right. if you allow people to create their own narrative it will never sell the same once you release it because we'll have our not we but people will have already had a preconceived notion of what something is or is not going to be so don't let it get to that point just you establish the narrative and then if they don't like it fuck them they don't like it but don't allow them to ever make uh make the table themselves all right moving on uh basam Tariq is marvel's choice to direct blade um, I like that we have a director now um, because that means we will have a shit ton more information by the end of the year um, when it's going to release because we still don't have that um, and, and more about what the actual movie is going to be about. So to me, I don't mind taking Blade a piece at a time. I'm not I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not in a rush for X-Men. I'm not in a rush for Fantastic Four. I'm not in a rush for Blade. We've seen these before. I'm more so in a rush for Shang-Chi, Eternals, uh, Secret Invasion, uh, Miss Marvel, the Marvels, stuff like that. Stuff that we haven't seen that we're getting for the first time. Um, I'm, I'm more in a rush to get to those. But to me, it's like, yes, am I excited for MCU's imp- uh, interpretation of these characters? A hundred percent. But to me, it's like, look, I was saying this to, to, to Pete the other day. The wait before uh, Fox sold the rights of these characters, we thought was never, right? We thought we would have to wait an eternity to ever see these characters come together. Now it's a possibility. So if you tell me I just got to wait four to five years, okay. <laughs> like I could, I could wait four to five years. That's not a problem whatsoever. 
So to me, it's like if this Blade news comes three months at a time, I'll take it. But I just assume that if we have a director now, we'll have all the information that we want by the end of the year. Uh, but what are your thoughts, Joel? Well, I think that's a, a positive, uh, considering um, it was one of the only movies announced that didn't have a director attached. And you're like, well, all right, well, we'll take your industry time. We'll get there. It doesn't have a date still. <laughs> You know, it's like our, we don't know where it's going to take place. So what, like, what time? Like, what time period? I mean, like, uh, like release date is what I mean. Um, and it's like, all right. So what? It's, when does it take place? Does it matter where it takes place? Because that's a whole different type of movie at this point. You know, they've mentioned vampires before. Obviously, they mentioned them in Loki. <laughs> um, but like, the whole thing with vampires and blade that that's the opening of a whole different world you know so i i'm excited of course i, I can't wait to see what he looks like as blade and like what the story is and who else is in it um and the fact that blade's getting such a big push that that he's, he's getting his own movie in the mcu not a series you know what i mean so i'm very proud <laughs> for the character um and i wonder in what direction they go with it in terms of like where he fits in the MCU. Like, is he going to be a prominent member of the Avengers or is he just gonna be more of a side piece? Is he part of the dark team, you know, like the Midnight Suns or something? Like I don't know. I'm very curious where they go, how they do it. Yeah, because there's so many different ways they can go. I mean, in my mind, he is going to be the start of the dark universe. Um, I think Doctor Strange will toy around with it. Um, but I think he will definitely be the the spearhead of leading us into a much darker universe um, than we've gotten so far in the MCU. So to me, um, he's very important. Uh, and again, we can't even say the actor is why um, is why he's getting a movie because no one would have ever expected Oscar Isaac to do a show. Instead of a movie, we would have expected Moon Knight to be a movie. Um, so to me, it's like, well, that's not why. It just means that movie is going to hold way more weight than whatever Moon Knight's going to be doing. Um, so to me, like I said, I'm I'm willing to wait it out, see what they say, and then act on it uh, accordingly. But to me, like I said, I've seen Blade three times, three different times. Um, so like I've, I've at least got something to chew on when it comes to blade. So I, I can wait, I can wait, see what they do. Um, uh, because we know it's going to be good. It's just a matter of when it comes out. A lot of people are speculating one of those dates in 2023. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think that's far off. I, I assume filming will begin next year and I could see it being a late 2023 release, you know, yeah. if they're smart around Halloween. So that might be five dates, right? Oh, man, I forget. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think there's five dates in 2023, which is insane. <laughs> and think about this, Joel. Five dates, not even to mention whatever shows are going to be uh, are going to be released. Not even including Disney Plus shows. Right. Which might be four or five shows. Oh, exactly. Stay with four for now, but yeah. Uh, at least, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, because look, we could say four shows, but only Lord knows what they might come up with uh, in between now and in two years from now. Yeah. 
So, but yeah, so I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put my money on 2023 sometime. I to me, I'm gonna keep saying this. I would like for some of these more darker, scarier projects that Marvel and DC are doing to actually come out around the time where it makes sense. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like the mm. fact that the Batman moved from October to March is just like, bro, what? <laughs> like mm. you told me part of this is based off of the long Halloween. Do you know how smart the marketing would have been for that if you released it in October? The fuck yeah. Batman movie in March? <laughs> like what? Come on, man. Drop it in October. Give me some of that spooky element. Um, so to me, it's just the idea of I would like to see Blade in October would be nice. Um, especially if it's giving us a, a darker universe. Um, mm. I, I'm eating it up. Um, all right. Excuse me. It's time, it's time to talk a little bit of Batgirl. Haley Lou Richardson, Zoe Dutch, Isabella uh, Marseille. Mursad. Huh? I can't figure out Isabella's last name. She was Dora. Yeah, I can't figure out how to pronounce this. Throw me the hell off. Uh, and Leslie Grace are some of the names testing for the role of oh, Batgirl. I don't know how to pronounce this. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, I'm going Isabella. Um, I'm only going Isabella because I do like that DC is going more so gung-ho on the um, race change of these characters. So Supergirl is Hispanic. Why is it big deal for Batgirl to be Hispanic? Why not? Why not? What's wrong uh, with that? Right. Um, and, and again, wait, uh, say it again. It also goes by the name Isabella Monaire. Oh, Monaire? Yeah. That's just Merced, but she also goes okay. by Monaire. But she is Hispanic, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's my pick. I said I said it earlier when Canon first posted about it. That's my pick. But my question to you is, what are your thoughts on um first of all that this is this is really happening? <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, some of these test names for the role. Um, I'm down for whoever. They all look fine to me. Um, so I'm not really picky as who they uh, uh, so far the name they used I've liked so if they pick any of them I'll be fine with that um, it's just a matter I want to know more about the movie is the Jim Gordon going to be different is like where does it take place you know like that's stuff like that like in, in the in the in the where does it fit <laughs> uh, I'm more worried about and then of course more general stuff like where does Batman fit at all in this movie? <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. I'm, I'm trying my best to think of other things so I'm not focused on how much I hate that. I don't care. Like, the actors, they're going to they're gonna hire a good actors. I have no doubt. You know, like, and I, if the more better, the more the actors that they they choose that that are interesting, I'll be more intrigued by, of course. Um, but uh, you know, the story takes place in Gotham. I'm pretty sure, and we've already, you know, we got we need answers. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that to me, the, the movie shouldn't even be able to move forward. 
till they tell us that. <laughs> like, like to me, just let me know what it, what it's part of, like what it extends itself to. If it's a standalone, I know to just view it as popcorn flick, nothing else. Not really putting any kind of any kind of thought into it, any kind of expectations into it. I can kind of watch it as if uh, when it's done, I'm going to just throw it in the garbage, right? But if it's connected, I now can get my juices flowing of like, okay, so if there's a Batgirl, maybe there's a Nightwing out there, you know what I'm saying? Or Robin, you know, I, I can start connecting dots. But if you're just telling me this is a standalone, essentially like Chris McKay was saying his Nightwing movie was going to be, it's like, okay, cool. You know, you want to do something with, with this character, cool. But if it's not connected, what do you expect us to get out of this? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't think anyone's lined up just like, however I can get Batgirl, I want her. Like, what? No. Can it connect to something? Like, her name um, is Batgirl. That means she got it from Batman. Mm -hmm. Like, <laughs> I'd like to know there's a Batman. Yeah, I want to know which Batman. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, preferably not one that we assume is going to retire and pass the mantle at some time soon. Um, I'd like a Batman who's here for the long haul to be her Batman. Just, you know, my preference. Um, but all right, so you're, you're more so the side of, you know, you like the names, just want to see how it all comes together. Yeah, yeah, whoever is fine. They all sound good to me. I just need to know more about the story. Sounds good to me. All right. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you this, because this this shocked me a little bit, especially because, you know, taking account the time and everything. Uh, but apparently Warner Brothers really pushed for James Gunn to direct Superman. Uh, obviously, things happen and it snowballed into Suicide Squad. Um, would you have been down for a James? Gunn? No, no. Let me not ask that. Let me not ask that because I feel like I know your answer. Let me ask you a better question. If they were pushing for James Gunn to direct a Superman movie, this was years ago that James Gunn signed on to do Suicide Squad, like at least two, mm -hmm. two years ago now. Do you think that means they would have liked him to have directed a sequel for Henry Superman? Or do you think they would have wanted him to do what essentially J.J. Abrams is doing now? which is just whatever the hell he wants to do with his Superman. I have no idea. I have no idea. I think because at the time it was more closely connected. Maybe it wasn't a sequel with me, um, Henry Cavill, but and he seems to be okay with bringing in actors from, an, uh, from a past movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, maybe, and I would have been cool with that. Uh, but he doesn't, I don't know if Superman's his, his thing. He's more into the Suicide Squad, so that's more in his department, so. Happy for him to get that. And look, he's doing Peacemaker. Fuck, thought we get Peacemaker. <laughs> yeah, and he looks damn good. Um, no, I mean, I, I think the main reason why I asked it that way is, is like you said, because of the time when this got greenlit, when Suicide Squad got greenlit, um, it was still very heavily in the midst of the DCEU. Um, so in my mind, it means that they would have wanted him to do Henry's. So the only reason why that, that that was a big question for me is, um, so it seems as though at some point they did want to continue with Henry Cavill Superman. We don't know that they don't still now, um, but it just it's like it seems as though they're doing everything but. 
everything but they just they're yeah. going to everything and avoiding the one thing they know all of us just want to hear which mm-hmm. is green light for henry cavill's sequel as superman I don't know if that'll ever happen, but still wouldn't be against it. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you at this point. I don't. I, I don't know that it will happen. Um. And like I said, I've been through this with Ben, so I want Warner Brothers to either shit or get off the pot. Either tell me it's not going to happen, so I can move on to whatever your new Superman is, mm-hmm. or tell us that whatever J.J. Abrams is doing is just for fun. It's an else world. It's not connected to anything, and Henry Cavill is still our Superman. Just tell me something so I can move on. That's all I ask for. That's mm-hmm. all I ask for. I'm not trying to be all up in your business, Warner Brothers. Just tell me yes or no so I can move mm-hmm. on. That's all I ask for. Because I'm not going through this Ben Affleck shit again. To where oh, it's yeah. like, well, there's hope. No, I don't want hope. I want you to tell <laughs> me yes or no. Yeah, I'm done with that. I've uh, yeah, Ben ruined it for me. I don't hold on to that <laughs> Wait, Joel, the way we say it sounds like we've just been through so much pain, bro. <laughs> like I've been through that it. Was I'm not looking painful. to go through it again. That was very painful. Those <laughs> those months, a year or whatever it was, holding on to hope for something that was never gonna and it's nice he's gonna be in the flash. Oh great, that's not the same thing. That's no, not at all. Not at uh, all. I, I it's not a win. <laughs> there's a win. There's more questions than answers. Yeah, uh, and honestly, seeing him in it again only makes it worse. Only makes it worse. Yeah, it, it, uh, it's it's never good. Yeah, I held on. He wanted out. Fuck him. He's out. You know that I was very fine with just moving on. Uh, yep. That's why I've been very open with all the things they've done recently. I still would rather make sense of shit and the Batman be as part of this whole part of the whole and not just its own thing. Um and why would you do a Batman and Superman movies that are not connected to the overall arching story? I do not know, but whatever. They make the money. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes sense to you. (laughs) Just know it doesn't make sense to literally anybody else on planet Earth. Explain you guys. People, you know. Goodness what, gracious! Whatever. Well, I want to see a Justice League movie again. Just you know, not that one. You know, we saw that one. That was you know, the real one. It turned out to be pretty cool, and it was good. But you know, there there was just so much drama behind it that, as good as it was, it it, it was still it's almost like numb. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I'll, no. I- I I completely agree. And that's another thing I want Warner Brothers to come out and give a definitive answer on is I'm tired of still seeing after March, still seeing hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I need someone to come out and either say we're going to restore it as to which I will just blindly watch these movies going forward or say that you're moving on. You have to the the more you say nothing, the more they're going to keep doing this. Yeah, but it's not as bad as it used to be. No, no, no. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. But here's the thing. It only still exists because there's still hope. So either Mm -hmm. eliminate the hope or or completely buy into it. But you got to do something. Because it's just to the idea of all it takes is Zach putting out a photo of something else. 
Zach talking about something else, and then we're back to square one. So either nip it all the way in the bud and tell them to get over it, or just stop it. <laughs> like just say something though. You can't, you can't, your problem, your solution to everything can't just be wait and see. You have not earned that. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. it's like having someone cheat on you and then them going, no, no, no I'm just going on with my friends. Trust me. Uh, what? <laughs> like, no, I don't trust you. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, trust has to be re-earned after something like that. Thank you very much. A hundred percent, bro. You think I'm going to just willy-nilly give you the trust? Absolutely right. not. Earn it. And to yep. me, the best way they can earn it is start speaking up for yourself. Say, hey, we're not doing this. Or yes, we're doing this. So that way, even if people hate it, guess what? They got to get over it. It's never going to happen. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So yep. to me, when you leave hope, oh, that's the worst thing for these people, man. Stop leaving hope, Warner Brothers. Just stop yeah. it. Goodness gracious. All right. Moving on. Uh, Jason Momoa has made it known that they will begin shooting uh, the Aquaman sequel. Uh, my question to you, say it again. So they already started. He's 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 gonna start shooting. He's gonna start shooting. Sorry, he's gonna start shooting. Um, so my question to you is can this movie come out with absolutely no baggage in scrutiny? Like what? From Amber Heard. Um no, but I don't really care. <laughs> Joe's like, no, no, no. The, the people will talk crap, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, they're not gonna shut up. I'm like, I'm gonna ignore it because I, I don't know what else to do. Like, well, you want me to fire her myself? I can't. You want me to not watch it? I'm not do that either. <laughs> this is why anybody that listens, I tell them all the time, Joel is hilarious because it's just like it, you say the most common sense things, but it's not as common sense to everybody as we would no. like it to be. No, um, because there are people that would tell you to not support it because of her, and it's like, bro, I'm not gonna. Again, the actors do not mean more than the characters. Right? You telling me that I have to miss out on a whole experience of Aquaman just because of Mira? Never. Yeah, because she's a bad girlfriend or a bad wife. Okay, yeah, like, bro. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like bro like uh, and, and i always say this and we're not we're not going to get into this we're going to stick on aquaman but i always say this to me there's always two sides of a story right? right so if he's saying she hit me and she's saying he hit me it's a really right. good chance they were both abusive to each other right <laughs> so it's like okay he got he got let go from from his job she didn't welcome to america that happens right. all the time <laughs> like that's not that's not a thing because amber heard is famous Happens all right. the time. Right. A woman legit could call right now and go, hey, he's, he's beating me up, and the cop comes and arrests me. He doesn't even try to find out if that was the truth or not. Sure. So to me, it's like, there's, no, come on, guys, no. So anyway, I, I'm excited for this movie just to see where it's going. Um, no. Again, like we said before, Joel, because I think we spoke on this before when, when, the, when they gave us the name title, you shot your load with his villain. So it's like, mm -hmm. well, that's really my only question with, what the hell who's is the villain? villain? Yeah, who's yeah. the villain? How does that play out? Yeah, same here. I'm very, very curious how they're gonna play through that because, um, we don't know. <laughs> like we know, right? We know Black and Man, we can't even know. speculate. 
Yeah, I have no idea. Uh, the Lost City, or is that what's called or some shit? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, hold on, I got it right here. Uh, Lost, the Lost Kingdom. The Lost Kingdom. So it's like, all right, what mm-hmm. the fuck's that? Who the fuck is that? Like, what? Like, like, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. <laughs> all I know is that this guy's gonna be in it. The the from Game of Thrones. I'm like, oh, cool. Is he a villain? I don't know. <laughs> like, he might be. He was a good villain in the in the, in the show. So uh, I'm assuming. Um, but. Like I know, like apparently, Mom um, was gonna go blonde. Was he going all blonde, or he's gonna go to that half-ass blonde that he did in the, in the last movie? Which I'll take. I'll take either one. Because um, I love the the homage to the original hair color with just the sun-kissed, you know, hair. I thought that was thought it was fine the way it was. Um, but if they want to go more blonde, I'll, I'll take that too. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. As terrified as I am of Jason Momo, whatever he wants to do, I'm 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 here for it. Whatever you want to do, buddy. Yep. Blonde hair, no blonde hair, no hair at all. Whatever you want to do, buddy. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going there. We'll have to do that. <laughs> it's like he's just one of those guys where just like, no, I mean, what literally he throws axes for fun. So whatever mm-hmm. he wants to do, you go ahead and do it, buddy. You have all my support. Um, all right. So me and Joel are definitely looking forward to that. Just one big question mark that I assume will get answered at fandom. Um, so no big deal. We'll, we'll find out at Fandom. Mm-hmm. Um, next up, I know you were saying you were waiting to see this with, with Autumn. Uh, you didn't see Space Jam yet, right? I did. Oh, you did? Oh, okay, okay. Cool. Uh, how did you like it? It was good. I enjoyed it. I had fun with it. Uh, more than I thought I had. I, there was some laugh out loud moments. There was some like, oh, look, a lot of pointing. It's like, hey, this person, that person, that character, this character. So there was a lot of that. So that was fun. <laughs> They made it like a ride. That was fun. Yeah, it was. It was like a four dimensional ride. Um, I, I will say, I will say, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I really did. I really, yeah. really, really did. I have not one bad thing to say about this this movie. Um, you kind of got to go into this movie the same way you had to go into T Titans Go. Understand that it's not for you. It is not definitely um, not. And once you understand that it's not for adult version you. Um, you can kind of see, like I told you, when you told me, like, Juwan, like, even though it was clearly obvious, but you kind of just, like, kind of embroiled it in my head, like, Juwan, of course Teen Titans Go isn't necessarily funny to you. It's meant for, like, six, seven, eight-year-olds. Yeah. And then when you when you go back and watch it in that lens, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, if I do dumb myself it. down a little bit, it is funny. Yeah, <laughs> like, the problem with Teen Titans Go is that it went from Teen Titans to Teen Titans Go, and it's like you right. made them stupid. It made you feel like they're stupid. Exactly. And, it's exactly. All they really, and all they really did was they made them more cartoony. <laughs> they turned them into Looney Tunes is what they did. Yep. Um, but once you watch the show, like it's actually funny, and it's like clever. Like There's a lot of moments in the show where like there's a lot of like easter eggs there's a lot of like cameos where you're like oh fuck i just and there's just a lot of adult comedy in it but you have to watch it to, to understand that because on its face value it's silly looking because especially compared to what the original show and they use the same voice actor so it wasn't a you know you made my, my show stupid on, on the on the surface it looks that way but realistically it's actually pretty clever and they right. just made it easier for kids to watch it and the adults have to just you know, like, you know, it's not for you anymore. It's for them. Exactly. And when you look at it from that lens, it's completely fine. So I, I enjoyed this. I literally had no problems with it whatsoever. Um, the only bad thing I will say is um, 
well, actually, let me get to the really good part first. The really good part I enjoyed the most that made me die laughing because only because it wasn't that it was funny. It was that it was just like, damn, that would have been really dope if they actually pulled it off. (laughs) When Daffy goes, um, and this is spoiler alert, everyone. uh, But when Daffy goes, we're getting killed out there. So I had to go get his help. So I got his Michael Jordan. And it's like, oh, my God. Oh, I'm sorry. It was Sylvester. You're right. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, we're going to see LeBron and Jordan team up. This is going to be dope. And Michael B. Jordan shows up. And I was just like, (laughs) oh. Damn it, Sylvester. <laughs> like, that was, that was a, that, that's the scene where Daffy's jaw dropped to the ground. Kong. Like, that's not Michael. Like, <laughs> that's Michael B. Jordan. Um, no, that was that was funny, but I will say the only bad thing I, I will say is I, I think where they struck lightning with Jordan in the first one was Jordan essentially was just being Michael Jordan. Like he, right. he was never acting at any point in that movie. He was just being Michael Jordan. Right. I think because they layered this too much, they were asking LeBron to act. Right. And he cannot act. <laughs> like, it is clear God blessed him with dribbling, not acting. Right. Um, so there was a few scenes where he took me out of it to where I'm just like, oh. yeah, it's dry. I mean, it's like, it's just deadpan almost where it's like, it is. He's, he's you, trying, you know what it felt like? like you know what it felt like? Because we know this is the case, right? I'm not trying to say it's like, oh, did, but we know we know that essentially in these scenes, he's acting alone. Like there might be like little little prods yeah. up or whatever. It has to be hard, at. yeah. Yeah. It felt like that's exactly what I was watching. Right. And and if anyone listening is confused on what I'm saying, when you watch Jungle Book, what John Favreau was able to pull from that little boy, who by the way had never acted before. But essentially told that little boy, you're going to be talking to literally no one. That boy delivered. I felt that. I felt like there was a snake there that he was talking to. LeBron right. felt like he was looking at cardboard, <laughs> reacting to it. <laughs> like, he was looking at green people. And that's what right. it felt like. <laughs> so that's my only bad knock on it, uh, is that it, it, LeBron it sometimes it really was, took It me was out better of it. when he was doing voiceover for himself than then actually. I agree. I thought that would have been better if they brought it into the Looney Tunes world where he's more animated now. Yeah, um, he did better than so, like the actual over. game. Right. Yeah, I think it's more awkward for him to physically act than it is to voiceover. Right, right. Um, and again, it's not a knock. LeBron is not an actor, so it's not a knock at no, all. It's no, just it's, it's, not. It's, it's it's inciting the obvious. Like I mean, you're not Michael's, an actor. Hey, Michael's not an actor either, right? <laughs> exactly. But that's why I said they played more to that. He, just be Michael Jordan. Don't right. don't try to don't try to act. Don't try to do anything. Just be we'll, Michael we'll, Jordan. We'll act around you. <laughs> exactly. We'll make the Looney Tunes so good, we can ignore that you're just being Michael Jordan. <laughs> and that's what I thought they should have did with. But again, uh, Michael Jordan's kids at that time, I don't think those are his real kids, but the kids that they brought in were way mm-hmm. younger. They didn't have that much of an impact, like role-wise. Right. Um, but obviously this was different. His son had a huge role and his son right. was an actual actor. Um, so you obviously needed more you needed to pull more out of LeBron. Um, and it was just like, oh, ugh, ugh. Uh-huh. Um, but, 
but they did some cool stuff. I love seeing Rick and Morty show up. That that I think was the biggest highlight for me. I just never expected that. I did not expect them to do that. Me neither. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Um, yeah, and I was just like, oh, they're not going to curse, right? It's like, okay, all right, thank goodness. <laughs> like, it's like, how far are we going with this Rick and Morty tease? Um, but no, I, I really did enjoy it. Um, I'm now, you know, you're now hearing rumors about them wanting to approach The Rock and have the story be him making his way back to wrestling mm-hmm. um, for Space Jam 3. Right. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Don't turn Space Jam into Fast and the Furious. It's okay to say, you know what? We did it with uh, the 90s greatest basketball player in the world. We did it with the 2000s greatest basketball player in the world. And it might be okay that we don't revisit this again until, you know, you have a new guy that's the 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 big guy for the new decade or the new age. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't need to see LeBron do Space Jam three, Space Jam four. No, no, I don't need that. <laughs> like, even if it's for kids, I don't think kids need that. I think this was good. This was good. I don't need a rock version of it. I'm I'm good because then you're gonna get uh, the damn Bubba guy at NASCAR. Like, well, can we do a NASCAR Space Jam? I, I don't need all this. <laughs> I don't need a Tiger Woods one. Not opposed. Just retire it. Or Looney Tunes if they want. But wait, uh, say I'm, it again. But I'm not against it if they want to bring in more, bring the Looney Tunes back and do it with the Rock. I'm not, I'm not against. It. Well, it would be more palatable because he can act better than LeBron, Michael Jordan. But it's just the premise of. I think the the lightning in the bottle is the basketball aspect of it, um, and, and it's why a little bit of me was kind of just like, dang. I, I kind of wish they used some of the same formula that they did in the first movie. I liked the idea of Michael Jordan kind of losing who he was um, and still having to kind of persevere through it, even drinking the special stuff and, and whatnot. Um, <laughs> but this one was kind of just like, just be a better dad. And it's like, okay. It's like, oh, all right. That was the adversity. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, but anyway, like I said, I would highly recommend this to all parents. Uh, you and your child will definitely enjoy it. Uh, Joelle, you being the parent, you can speak on that more than I can. Yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> See, there you go. There's your endorsement. Go watch it. Um, and everyone do lighten up a little bit in your, uh, you know, your, your breakdowns of this movie. This, this movie was never going to be nominated for an Oscar, so. Yeah, you know, keep that in mind. Relax, you know, let's enjoy the Looney Tunes left them entertaining. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, Daffy Duck calling, uh, what's his name, Notorious PIG? Like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Do you know how little of a humor you have to have to think that wasn't funny? Yeah, really? That shit was hilarious. I was dying laughing watching that. I was just like, oh, Notorious PIG, that is funny. Okay, I like yeah, it. They even used the stuttering to his advantage. It was hysterical. Oh, God, that was so, so much fun. Yeah, it was. All right, let's move on. Um, all right, so apparently movie theaters are killing Disney for not fully releasing this movie in theaters, but releasing it at home as well as in theaters. They believe the drop of sales of this movie is because people can watch it at home. Now... I'm going to say this again. I know how people feel. I do feel at times movie theaters are overrated. 
And the reason why I say that is movie theaters to me are special when I'm watching something like Avengers, where I can share it with hundreds of people that feel the same. Um, but if I'm just watching, let's say, Gunpowder Milkshake, I don't need to see that in a fucking movie theater. I don't. I, I, I just don't. So to me, I like there being two avenues. And I think if you're Disney, it was smart. A ticket here in New Jersey is $15, right? $15 per ticket. So two tickets, you're about at as much as you would pay to just have the movie forever if you buy it off of Disney+. Plus. So to me, I think if you're Disney, you kind of looked at it and you said, well, we can break even here. People will see it in theaters and people will pay the $30 to see it at home. I did the latter. So to me, it's like movie theaters, you won't die. You, you just won't. You won't. There are still people that would prefer to see all their movies or a good chunk of them in the theater. But to me, the future exists for a reason. And the future is people being able to stream it directly to their home because they don't want to go. So to me, it's the idea of, bro, relax. Movie theaters just open back up completely everywhere. So people are still trying to, you know, and I'll tell you this. That's not what killed you is Disney uh, releasing it on Disney plus what's killing you is every day on the news, they keep telling you a new variant exists. There's a monkey one. There's a, a zebra one. There's a bear one. Like we're, we're getting the whole nature of variants out here. So to me, it's like some people maybe are still a little gun shy on going out. So to me, it's like, if, if this was 2022, same time, July of 2022, and you're still not breaking even, then it's, yeah, you should probably fear that, you know, you may be on your way out. But it's still early on in the game, man. Uh, allow the world to fully try to get itself vaccinated, get into a right spot. Um, and then people that love the theaters will respond. They'll go back to theaters. But I mean, Black Widow made a lot of money in theaters. So, Joel, my question to you is, do you think these theaters are overreacting or do you think there is some kind of writing on the wall? Um, they're both. <laughs> I, I do believe. I think it is overreaction because it is still we're st we're not one hundred percent recovered from all this bullshit. Right. Um, uh, it's still very it's still early on. The fact that you made money, you should be happy. Um, <laughs> so you dipped. This shit happens. This shit happens when it was going well so imagine this is they're still living in a world where we're not there yet completely so yeah i say they're overreacting and i also do believe that yeah the future is streaming um but as a person that loves the theater and i'll much rather watch a movie in theater than at home um yeah i would say be careful <laughs> that's that i yeah, I mean, to me, it's the idea of it's just like, you know, I don't think you're going anywhere if you're the movie theaters. I think people who enjoy going will continue to go. Um, and people who didn't want to go won't go. But um, as we get you back here, Joel, um, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like it's one of those things to where it's like my fault. That was my no, fault. No, you're good. Um, I, I kind of look at it like this, right? When Uber Eats started, you would have assumed that would have completely destroyed people's need to go sit down 
in an actual restaurant, right? I can just get the food brought here and eat it at home in the comfort of my home. But it's the ambiance. It's the ambiance of a restaurant that people like, not the food. The food you can get necessarily anywhere, but it's mm-hmm. the ambiance. It's the, hey, let's do a date night. Let's go out and eat. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. it, movie theaters will always have the same ambiance or the same feeling that a restaurant does. So if you told me in three years from now, all restaurants are shut down uh, and they're essentially just delivering from now on, then I would say, okay, this world mm-hmm. has changed. <laughs> but to me, I don't ever see that. I see couples always saying, hey, let's go out and eat. Let's, let's, let's go see a movie. So to me, will your numbers start to drop a bit? Sure. But to me, it's just that's part that's part of the game. I'm sure whoever the genius was that created Blu-ray disc said, oh, shit, we got something here. Now I can just hit OK, buy, And I have the movie in Blu-ray. <laughs> so it's like I'm yeah. sure he's sitting at home like, God damn it. But you have people like Joel. You still buy DVDs. AJ still buys DVDs. Buy DVDs. Angel still buys DVDs. Blu-ray. That again? <laughs> so I don't buy DVDs, I buy Blu-ray. Oh, Blu-ray, Blu-ray. I'm sorry, Blu-ray. Um, but my, my point was you still you still buy like the physical disc. So yeah, I'm I like, do. people would have thought, right, not all of them, certain ones, but I'm saying people would have thought that would have died off forever ago. Like once mm-hmm. Netflix really started to take off. But again, you will always have your, your niche fan base that wants to continue it. It's like um, game. Like I still get physical games. Right. And that's actually smart because you can actually, when you're done, trade it in. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you were going into it. You were saying how um, they were overreacting, uh, but your numbers dipped. Like, okay, so all right, here's the thing, right? Space Jam came out. So let's say there was no COVID. Black Widow would have been number one for three, maybe four weeks, right? And then Space Jam would have essentially took over. You would have had kids that are flooding in theaters to, to go see Space Jam. So to me, they took what a week and a half away from you because mm-hmm. of streaming, bro. Like, <laughs> like oh, what are we talking have, about here? Space Jam is free, <laughs> right? Right. I mean, I mean yeah, not free, that, but that's on. If you have HBO Max, you don't have to pay extra. Like in Disney Plus, you got to pay extra. Right. That's where directors were getting upset because they're like, bro. Like, first of all. Uh, James Gunn was saying, you know, he shot it in IMAX. He preferred people to see it in IMAX. Mm-hmm. Um, what you get, okay, completely understand. I, I understand that 100%. Sometimes that makes or break a movie, not seeing it in the element it was made for. Mm-hmm. But to me, at the end of the day, it's like, bro, HBO Max is essentially telling people they could see $30 movies for $8.99. <laughs> and, and you're mad at Disney because they were just like, all right, well, if people ain't gonna go to the theaters, you gonna pay this thirty dollars. <laughs> and I, I sure as hell did. I paid the thirty dollars. Now, if there's an off day where I want to go back and watch Black Widow, I have it forever. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said it's not a bad thing. I personally hope, since Snake Eyes is Paramount, I hope it does it with Paramount Plus. A Quiet Place came out back in March, I believe. It's now yep. on Paramount yep. Plus. Yeah, I I hope they do the same thing with Snake Eyes. I would even tell you this, even though we're going to go see it together on Saturday, if Paramount Plus came out and said pay thirty bucks for for the Snake Eyes movie, I would do it just on the off chance that I love it. I now can go back and watch it whenever I want. Mm-hmm. 
So to me, it's the idea of there should be both. I said this before. Theaters should remain open and streaming services should have, you can pay $30 and it's yours forever. Yes. You're the... Because to me, at the end of the day, like I said, even if I go see it in theaters, like, all right, so we go see Shang-Chi together, right? And I love Mm. it. I'm like, damn, this is good. I don't want to have to wait the eight months it takes for them to develop DVDs for me to be able to see it again or for them to process it to put on the streaming service. Right. I'd I'd rather watch it for $15, come home, spend the 30, and I got it forever. I can watch it as many times as I want. Word. So to me, it should it, it should exist as a tandem. Not one has to cancel out the other. Because mm-hmm. to me, it's now shown Disney Plus that the profits are there regardless. At home, people paid the $30. People paid the $15 to $25 to get a movie ticket to go see it in theaters. People are going to consume it however they can. So to me, make it available more than one way for me to uh, consume it. That's all I got to say. All right. Now, we got some Star Wars news. This is not really news to me outside of the actor because me and you, well, I was telling you this is what I... This is what I thought when they casted everybody in mm-hmm. the Obi-Wan uh, show. But Fast mm-hmm. and Furious actor Sung Kang is reportedly playing an Inquisitor in the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And not just any Inquisitor, but the fifth brother from Star Wars Rebels. There will be mm-hmm. other Inquisitors in the show as well. This is, again, a rumor. This has not been confirmed by the Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or anything like that. Um, so we will take it as a rumor. Um, but to me, this is just logical. I mean, you know, like I said, one of the actresses, when the casting came out, said, I can't wait to play with lightsabers. Well, there you go there. Like, it didn't really take Batman-level detective skills to figure that out. But, Joel, you being a fan of Rebels and knowing who the fifth brother is and liking the actor, are you excited if this does come true? Yeah, I mean... Very excited. Um, we had an we at least we had a, an inkling that the, the the Inquisitors would show up on Obi Wan, and that, at least that means we got some saber fights, uh, which is going to be great. Uh, and I, again, I like the actor. Uh, good for him. Happy for him. Um, and yeah, I mean, fifth brother Cole, very really cool. Um, uh, I have some obviously personal knowledge of the Inquisitors between Rebels and. Um, what's it called? Fallen Jedi, whatever. Yeah, it's uh, Fallen Order. Yeah, the Fallen, Fallen Order. Order. Yeah, so I fought mm-hmm. some Inquisitors in there too. So, yeah, I, I do look forward to to seeing seeing this all play out. So, um, I look Obi Wan is the one show I really wanted. So I'm like very excited to to see something finally. That would be nice, but you know I'll be patient. <laughs> And from the same report, apparently Princess Leia will play a big part in the storyline for Obi-Wan Kenobi. Bird Box actress Vivian Lyra Blair has reportedly been cast in the role. This is news because in the books, Obi-Wan only looked over Luke. Never left Luke. Um, Senator uh, Organa is who looked over Leia. So I don't know what large... And again, Let's also remember the timeline. Leia's like six. Right. <laughs> I mean, this actress is about maybe eight or nine. 
but my point is Leia's a child. So it's like, oh, Luke. What, what big, ro- yeah, right, Luke too. But I'm saying, mm-hmm. what big role could she have as a child? Um, um, so that'll be very interesting to see why they decided to bring Leia into a storyline she never really was a part of. Um, till later on, obviously, but she grew up knowing who he was because that's why she did the that's whole Obi Wan, you're my only hope. So that's she knows true. who he is, but mm-hmm. um, Obi Wan didn't really leave Luke to go see her because he knew she was protected. She had a different last name and everything. Right. Um, Luke was the one that was in more danger. Right. Um, so to me, I'm just curious, you know, Maybe but again, that. right. But this is again, a report, but uh, are you looking forward to seeing uh, just uh, Leia again? You know, it did kind of seem like Carrie Fisher kind of left that uh, left that sealed off. Yeah, but I mean, this is a very, very young version of the character. Um, no, no, no. I, I just mean I, I never thought we would see anything else from Princess Leia. It, it was if you're going to a timeline, I thought we had progressed from. Um, so I'm just I'm, I'm shocked. Like I said, I didn't even think we were going to see Luke. Um, I thought that would kind of be more so like a silhouette, or you just see a kid from like a far distance. So actually casting someone as Leia and saying she plays a big part that kind of just threw me off a little bit. I, don't, I mean, I don't mind. As long as I explain it, I'm fine. Yeah. No. No disagreements here. All right. So something pretty cool. Uh, well, first of all, <laughs> when I brought this up Friday, we were all just kind of like, okay. And, uh, but apparently Kate Heron won't be back for season two of Loki. Uh, according oh. to her, it was always meant to be a one and done. Uh, to okay. that, I say, okay. For her. Um, well (laughs) yeah i mean i i I was saying friday i think i'd be more heartbroken if michael didn't come back because he wrote it so it's like he's kind of more important than she is so it's like if he left then i'd be like oh no but if she's the one leaving i'm like well i kind of feel like as long as the script is good i can really get anybody to do what you did Uh, Not as a knock to Kate at all. I thought she did an amazing job with season one of Loki, but I'm just saying if a script is good, a director is usually kind of just bringing to life what the words say. Um, So it's really hard to mess that up. (laughs) Like, I don't think I've ever seen a good script that was just badly directed. Um, It's such a rarity. You usually see it the other way. It's a horrible script that had to be perfected, uh, you know, perfected by the director. Um, so to me, I kind of just take it as okay. Uh, but my question to you is, Joel, how cool is it to know that Jonathan Majors voiced the uh, the timekeepers also? That was cool. Uh, didn't know that. I mean, I know now, but I'm saying at the time, obviously, that was right. didn't even know Jonathan Majors was in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, right, right, exactly. So yeah, which that's by cool. the way, if you um if you go rewind and, and listen closely, uh, mm-hmm. the timekeeper whose head got cut off. Yeah, you no. hear in the distance. See you soon. Oh yeah, yeah. It's the last thing he said. It's see you soon. But they they quickly go to the lo- uh, the Loki's talking, so like it, it kind of drowns it out a little bit. But you do mm-hmm. hear it. It's very faint. Um, mm-hmm. but Jonathan did a great job because I tell you what, none of them shit sounded like Jonathan Majors. No. <laughs> So I, I I didn't see it coming. I, I can't even lie to you. I didn't see any of that coming. Um, all right. So two more things before we get out of here, Joel. Unless you have something, uh, definitely just let me know. Throw it in here. 
Okay. Um, John Wick prequel event series, The Continental, lands Albert Hughes as lead director. The series was redeveloped and will now be a three-night event with movie-length runtimes and movie mm. budget. Each will run 90 minutes. I don't mind this. Um, part of me kind of felt like elongated series might kind of drown out how dope this show actually could be. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't mind this. I mean, whatever they think is best. I mean, it, it's, I'm going to be honest with you. I was curious about the history of the Continental, but the less we heard news, the quicker it was I forgot about it. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of like, well, I mean, you do the show, you, you either do the show or you don't. I don't really care. Um, but this sounds awesome. I like this. And hopefully it comes out before the next movie. Uh, like maybe that, that uh, the weekend before. Like you do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then the right. next weekend we get John Wick Four. Um, right. That might be pretty cool. So I, I like it. I, I really do. I also think you should do something animated with John Wick. I think that's way more palatable than anything live action, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, this sounds awesome to me. How's the sound of you, Joel? Sounds great. You know, I'm I'm excited for it because uh, we were talking about it actually the other day. And now we got some concrete news on it. Right. Um, and we know, uh, I believe there was more information, wasn't there? Like, you know, it's going to take place when? In the 70s or some shit? Yeah, I think I did see that somewhere. Uh, I don't know if this is the exact article I was reading from or just the... Uh... Oh, wait, this Hollywood Reporter. Hold on. Let me see. Um... Let me see. I thought I saw it somewhere. Damn, its budget is upwards of $20 million. Holy shit. That is a hell of a bundle. I don't know who they um, can. I know it's supposed to take place. It's a prequel. Oh, uh, the Continental is set 40 years before the events of uh, the John yeah. Wick series. Yeah. Yes, like... it's all set against a backdrop of 1970s New York. Yes. There you go, 70s. And I mean, and it's going to take, what well, who was the, 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 the protagonist? I think the young Winston. Um, I don't see that here. I think I heard that young Winston as a hit, uh, starting his hitman day. Yeah, I don't see that. I see the screenwriter and everything. Oh, we found it a different article, but I believe it was. Uh, it's about young Winston. Oh, okay. I like that. I, I it should be about a young Winston and the and the other guy. Yeah, it'd be cool too. Yeah. Uh they actually just got green lit to come back for the fourth one, even though it's like, well, the way Duh. you ended it, why yeah. was, why was that something that was last to come out? Like <laughs> you've you've told me everybody else that's in it and then save them for last. Like that should have been the first thing you did. That should have been attached to the Keanu Reeves is coming back one. Like, mm-hmm. The three most obvious names are coming back. Now here's the names that'll surprise you. Like wow. okay. That was just weird. Um, but all right, moving on. Uh, Kevin Feige says Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine mm-hmm. is in recruitment mode. She's doing something. Yes, she is. She seems to be in recruitment mode. Um, duh. Yeah, I was saying duh. <laughs> <laughs> That's really all I have to add to that. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know who didn't see that coming. Um, all right, so let's get into. I don't think there's any more news here. Um, let's get into what we've been watching lately. 
I uh, I did watch. Uh, Over. Oh wait, go ahead. I'm sorry. Into what we've been watching. <laughs> um, there's two things I wanted to bring up. Well, hold on. Um, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the Flash, like set pictures. I have, I have, but I, part of me was like, I don't think Joel will want to dig too deep into that. But oh, yeah, I, I have. Actually, I saw you like the Spanish page, and then I followed it. Portuguese, but yeah, I like. Brazilian. Oh, Portuguese. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like Brazilian, so Portuguese. They speak Portuguese. Um, um, yeah. What happened was they. Um, it looks like there might be two Barrys going on at the same place, same time. Yep. Like, Young Barry and older Barry. So I'm, I'm very curious what the fuck is going on in that movie. <laughs> Why do we need both? You know, it's funny because the younger Barry kind of reminds me of um, at least the way he's portraying it. Like um, young Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Not young Marty, yeah. but like Marty's son is what I mean. Because Marty's son had like a loose jacket and the, like loose shoes and like what kind of dorky. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was still played by Michael J. Fox. So, so kind of like it seems like it's a little bit of an homage to. It. I don't know if the, the way it felt. It could be wrong. I liked it. I, I mean, I, I think what I got from that was the flash ring. Uh, Ezra he's wearing the flash ring. Fussy's, yeah, he's fussy's wearing the flash ring. Yeah, and it's weird. He's not wearing it on the finger you'd expect him to. <laughs> so that caught me a little off guard. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that, and I kept trying to tell people it. It's not his stunt double. You don't see the actor filming with the stunt double right. or it'd be no need for a fucking stunt double. The and whole was, point is the uh, actor comes out the scene and the stunt double comes in the scene. Right. Why would they be dressed differently? <laughs> right. I'm just like, some people just, goodness gracious. Um, but no, I, I did see that. I, you know what it is, Joel, the less I try to wrap my head around how insane this movie is going to be, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives me headaches to think about this shit. Just excuse me, there's just too many questions. Uh, because remember, we, we got the report of Grant will be in this movie. Yeah, but um, that'll, that'll be a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying the idea of seeing three different variants of the same flash is gonna fuck my, my might be more. <laughs> <laughs> it could be more, you're right. Um, so that's it, it's said to be on such an acid trip right now. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm trying my best to mentally stay away from thinking about it, but I, I, I did follow them after I saw that you liked their uh their posts. I'm like, oh, they got some stuff, I want to see what's going on here. Uh, yeah, I still yeah. haven't I still haven't heard anything about Ben arriving on set. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were some things about him leaving for set, but we never never seen anything with him on set, <laughs> right. Um, so that must be something that they may be shooting on the Warner Brothers lot. So we probably won't see any of that. Right. I assume so. Because no way. Because remember, we got a photo of Keaton. Um, so when you shoot out in the open, there's no way you can hide it. Yeah. You know what um, is funny, though? I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, no. You know what? Ahead. You know that one video that leaked that, should, that had a whole bunch of crazy shots? And you're like, oh, shit, this is insane. Right. Like, well, like where you see him with the yellow boots or at least the concept art with him in the yellow boots. Mm-hmm. Um. There's a couple pictures where there's a character where they black out his face and they're not, they don't want to show us who it is. And I'm like, who's that character? It might just be another Barry. <laughs> That's another Very Barry. likely could be. Yeah. Because again, if this is Flashpoint, at some point a Barry is going to have to stop this Barry from, from going back. Um, yeah. So maybe that's one of the, the variants that we see is the Barry just like, bro, do you want to see what 
earth looks like when you fuck this up it's like yeah, come with me right. <laughs> you know i kind of feel like that's what it what it might be um yeah. is you're seeing the world from what will happen if barry does go through saving his mom and maybe that's why there is no reverse flash is because it's not going to actually show the death of barry's mom it's mm-hmm. just the idea of Barry wanting to go back to stop it. Like, as he's running to go back, another flash cuts him off. And it's just like, bro, do you want to see what the world looks like if you actually succeed in this? And then right. that's where we see Michael Keaton's Batman and uh, what's her name? Supergirl. So maybe maybe that's what it is. I, I, I Don't get me wrong. I still don't like not having reverse flash. But at least that makes a little bit of sense. That's another thing I noticed too. Is like I saw the picture. One of the first set photos it looks like um, that they like they found her like almost how they found Superman in in, in Flashpoint. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like they have she's kind of gonna have that kind of story. So I'm I'm just I'm very remember, how this all plays out. <laughs> remember, me and you speculated that. Me and you speculated. It's less about them wanting to use Supergirl and more about them not wanting to do anything with Superman. So you bring in Supergirl to be an Elseworld story of what essentially Superman's story was in, in that instance. Uh, but that's why I was asking you early on when we first heard that she was going to be in it was there's no way they do the skinny, uh, you know, drained version of that. And then you see her and you're like, well, clearly not. <laughs> so... What could the story be unless you're trying to tell us that once she's hit with the sun, she gains her weight back or, you know, her, her powers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it's still confusing. And that's why I said the less I think about it, I think the best. Once I get the trailer, I think that should answer at least 15% sure. of my question <laughs> about what's we, going on. We, got, we stopped getting costume teases. So it's like maybe that was it for now. At least, you know. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I actually I, I follow her on Instagram and she's not been on set for a while now. Uh well, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, as far as I know from whatever she's posting. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, who the hell knows? She could have taken those and then just posted them, but um, so I don't know. because to me, she shouldn't have a large role mm-hmm. in it, if, if we're being completely honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the Batman. And and Flash, that's your story right there. And then whatever ancillary. I don't think Ben has a big role. You don't think what? That Ben has a big role. No, no, no. I said Batman. So either either Keaton or 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 Ben, just either one of them. Uh, because we know know Batman has a big role. We know Keaton has a big role. I'm pretty sure Keaton has a big role. Yeah, I never thought Ben's would be big because that was that was to fulfill an obligation. That's how I took it, because it, it it's not a goodbye. So if you thought bringing him back was to do a proper goodbye, I would tell you well how you left it to begin with was was probably better than you giving me him again. Um, like I know so many people that kept saying when uh, Yelena whistled at the end of Black Widow, they thought Black Widow was going to whistle back, and I'm just like, what parts of the bitch is dead? Did did you just not understand? But that's what happens when they see the character again after that's supposed to be the character's last time. That's why I mm-hmm. said bringing Hugh back will only in- enhance people wanting to see him full time. So I'm like, to me, bringing Ben back only causes more confusion. It doesn't solve my, anything. My biggest problem with bringing Hugh back right now is that it makes no sense 
at all in that world because they don't know who that character is. We've never ever been introduced to this character. For those characters, that character means nothing. Only for the <laughs> right. audience. You know what I mean? Right. Yes, exactly. Um, but to me, like I said, I, I I do think he serves a purpose to a degree, albeit a small one. But to me, I, I really did take Ben being in this as fulfilling his fifth movie obligation. Um, so to me, I was fine once he said he was done. You just not putting him back in that costume again. Um, you know what I'm saying? So to me, I'm, I'm very curious how they're going to play it out, you know, because this movie won't end with flash handing, uh, Ben's Bruce a note, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm now curious as to what his purpose is. Cause remember Bruce served no purpose in flashpoint. (laughs) It was Thomas Wayne's story. So to me, I'm just like, all right, Ben being here is for what Mm -hmm. we have to wait and see. So that's why I said when the trailer comes out, I should have at least some inclination on at least 15% of what to expect from this movie. And once I get that, I think I can move forward in life. But till then, I just got too many question marks. That's why I'm like, not thinking about that, not thinking about multiverse of madness. It's just, it's better for my health. (laughs) I'm not theorizing. I'm not, Mm -hmm. oh, maybe it's just out of my head. Let the trailer come and that'll answer all my questions. Or, so that's why I leave it at that. Um, but is there anything else besides the, the set photos and uh, the videos? Oh, no, uh, there was a new poster for Dune. I don't know if you're interested in Dune. Uh, no, I, I'm very interested in Dune. Remember I told you and um, I, I, I impressed you and, uh, and Pete. I told you I actually saw the original Dune. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah so I'm, and come on. This has my heartthrob in it. This has Timothy Chalamet. I mean, hell yes, I'm going to go see this. Um, like <laughs> Zendaya and Timothy is just like you want me to just burst in my jeans at this theater like okay all right that's enough you sold me um but no it, it looks great it, it looks really 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 good so yeah I mean the posters no but the news was it, it's officially coming out I think in October and it will still sh- uh release in theaters and um on HBO Max hmm so that was the news that came with the uh, the poster releases. But the posters are cool. Got the names of everybody. Know who everybody is. That is easily one of the sexiest families in movie history. I don't yeah. think there's ever been a sexier family. Yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. Uh, but are you excited for, for Dune? Yeah, more so than usual. So I'm very excited for all the, the Dune you know- summer. You know what I want to see? You know what I want to see uh, with you in, in uh, our, our whole movie group? Um, I want to see The Green Knight. I want to see The Green Knight. Yeah, I want to see The Green Knight in theaters. Uh, part of me was kind of just like, nah, I'll wait for it and stream it illegally. But I kind of do want to experience that in theaters. It looks really creepy. And mm-hmm. I think I'll only be truly scared if I see it in theaters. And I want to be scared a little bit. I don't know if it's gonna be a horror, but yeah, no, 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 not horror. But did you see the one scene of that giant person reaching out, <laughs> reaching out to the dude? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's gonna be creepy, <laughs> and I think I can best ingest that in a uh, loud, you know, in a loud environment. So part of me is just like I, I want to see that in theaters. So I want to see Green Knight together. Word, word. Make it All right, all right. So we can end this on what we've been watching. Um, I saw Gunpowder Milkshake. I thought Gunpowder Milkshake was um, unfortunately a 
poor attempt at Kill Bill. Um, but overall, Karen was good. She was solid. Um, it seems as though they're world building with it. Uh, I kind of would have just preferred if it tried to be a little bit more original. But you know, the only reason I was I was interested in that movie to begin with. I mean, once you show me Paul Giamatti, I'm there. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all I needed. Um, so I did enjoy it. I, I did enjoy it, but I did wish that it was a little bit more original. Because uh, I think we, I think Karen deserved that. But she was solid in it. You know, she was definitely solid in it. Um, also, I've been watching. Uh, I started raising Canaan. Yeah. First episode dropped this uh, this weekend. We're gonna talk about that in a second. Uh, but I'm really excited that uh, Ghost Book Two comes back in November. Yeah. And then Tommy starts the new year. Perfect. So I'm really excited about that. But this show is different, man. This feels more authentic to what Power was trying to be. That real street gritty uh, kind of show Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't have the melodrama. You don't have the kid that you just go, oh, my God, can you kill this kid? You know what I'm saying? We hate him from the old show. So it's like it carried over. (laughs) That is true. Um, But I, I love this. I love his mom. Uh, I will say this. The biggest question mark that I have in my head is he seems like a pretty level-headed kid, right? Mm -hmm. Pretty tame. Kid just wants to protect his mom and his family. This guy grows up to murder his son and his best friend. That's not his best friend. That's family. Jukebox's family now now we're seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, And he murders her. Cold blood. Didn't even think about it. So it's like, what happened? Between this first episode and when he died in power, that made him a monster. <laughs> I feel that's, like that's the question. I feel like we're watching the making of Michael Myers. Like, like we're we're <laughs> seeing how he was raised. But Joel, I'm gonna pass it to you. What, what were your thoughts on this first episode of Raising Canaan? I really, really dug it. You know, the whole '90s aesthetic and. Seeing a young kid and, and knowing that he was actually a smart kid, he just didn't want to apply himself because he wanted to stay in the hood. And his mother wanted better for him, but obviously, I don't think she's in over her head. But you know, she's not open with, with what's going on around Keenan. He just wants to be involved, and you know how kids are with their mothers, parents in general. They get real protective and shit. Mm-hmm. And he wants in and you know he acted without you know getting all the information because you know now it caused a big ass rift and so you know now he has to deal with it you know he's he gonna be a man real quick <laughs> you, know, Hell you, yeah. wanted, you wanted in you're in you're in so i will say that was the most tyreek thing i've ever seen in power history <laughs> that's probably why he felt he's like i've been in your shoes yo yeah, he's just like, you know what? I've been that annoying ass kid that people are gonna grow to hate when they see me. <laughs> like, that's why that's why he helped push him. He's like, This kid's gonna be worse than me. Yeah, <laughs> look at this, look at this soft ass kid. Um, I was just like you. Um, but look, I- I'll say this though for a kid who had never shot a gun, he stepped up without even thinking twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's that's already different than Tariq. Um yeah. By the time Tariq got to that point, it was just like, hey, it's either sink or swim. This was, I didn't even have to get involved. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. could just, 
I could have just kept walking with my friends and thought nothing of it. Yeah. Um, so this is more of a want to, not a need to. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love it. I, I love what, what this, this writing team is doing so far. It's, it's great. I've been enjoying it a lot. I can't wait to see episode two and where else they go from here. By the way, the actor opposite of uh, Kanan's mom is one of my favorite rappers right now, Joey Badass from New York. Um, So it's good to see him in a role that looks like it fits him, you know, like a role that he can flourish in. That's not too, too dramatic or puts him in positions they shouldn't. Um, I love this cast. I love this whole cast. I, I, I really do. I can't wait to see how this evolves. Um, and I just want to put this little tidbit out there because uh, my dad made this mistake. So I want to oh. let everyone who's going to make this mistake understand this. You will not see Ghost or Tommy in this show. <laughs> uh, I feel I was... the need to remind people that. Um, remember, Tommy and, and Ghost said once they moved to the neighborhood, they learned everything from Canaan. Hanan mm-hmm. ain't learned shit yet to be teaching nobody. Right. Nothing. I'm about so, to say not not yet. That's basically what you're saying. I, I'm gonna say if that even happens, it'll at least be four or five seasons down the line before it happens. Uh, um, because you have to. Might, I think it'll be sooner than that. To me, I kind of feel like you have to make him a big enough player in the game for him to be teaching someone something like that. I just don't think it'll be that far removed. Like I think they'll be in there because he's already older. In high school, it's around time when he knew them, so it just makes sense. Within the next four years. Oh, so you think it could be like next season? It could be the start of that next because that's how it ends. That's how like like the power ended. Was you seeing them as kids? Trying to remember. We didn't even see Kanan. We saw them. We saw Ghost and Tommy, Angela. We didn't see Kanan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we thought we were getting, like, a ghost prequel. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. To me, I kind of feel like allow this to ride on its own merits for a while. It's the same reason why I told everyone, and me and you discussed this before, it's why I I don't need ghosts to not really be dead. It'd be cool, but you've now built it so Tyreek is the new ghost. I kind of want you to just ride on that. Um, It was your decision to kill him off. Keep Keep him dead. I agree. Um, I don't like it. I hate that kid, but I agree. No, I, look, I, I, I get you. I told you I I started to like him from last season, especially, um, you know, when he's telling he's telling Monet, uh, you know, ghosts never really die to where it's kind of insinuating. Well, he's ghost. I'm car- yeah, I'm carrying on the legacy. Um, I, I like I like this kid. You know, you know what it is? He's not the annoying kid that he was. No, he's a little bit more so, literally the most annoying child I've ever in my life. <laughs> Come on, Joel. He can't be as annoying as he was in power. Yeah, he's basically the same fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> I like him. I think he's a little bit more palatable than he was before. Uh, he was intolerable. We just spend in way show. more time with him now. So you're like, oh, you know, you feel for him. And no, he's still dumbass. <laughs> Anyway, um, what other shows have you been watching? Oh, shit, man. I'm still fucking riding on Supernatural. Um, so I'm on season 11. Jesus. <laughs> well, yeah, still got four seasons ago. I'm almost there. <laughs> um, I'm finishing up Happy. Uh, I started that year, like, 
like god like two years ago and then i forgot about it season two so i'm finally finishing up season two and happy and i really you know i like it oh i like the first season the second season's been fucking nuts it's crazy how gory it is but again it's a really interesting show weird weird show but i you know i enjoy it uh i just finished up black summer it's like a zombie show Oh, shit, I'm going to start um, that as soon as we hang up. My dad told me to start that. And it's good. It's pretty damn good, too. It's like the way they film it is so different than anything I've seen with zombie shows. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I, mean, I was intrigued and, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, I'll say that much. I enjoyed it. Um, so I just literally caught up on that. I've been watching Godzilla Singular Point. It's like an anime. Not bad. I really enjoyed the intro. <laughs> Damn! (laughs) To to talk about the show in whole, and then to only compliment the intro. (laughs) Intro is catchy. I like the intro. I like the intro. What else? Nothing really. Just the intro. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's It's like it's like what it's like what people say when they describe Doug. Remember the cartoon Doug? Yeah. It's like, hey, did you like Doug? Mm -hmm. What'd you like about it? The intro. It's like what else? It started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was it. That was it. That's no, soon as I, I turned it off. Right after I that. didn't mind. I didn't mind it. It's just you know, it is what it is. Uh, I caught up on a typical, really good show, and it's over. No, that was its final season. It just came back. So sad, but it was really it ended well. One of the better oh, endings for the show that I've seen. Real quick, I meant to tell you this uh, to give you your credit. In the same interview I was telling you earlier about Kevin Feige talking about um, the Mandarin, mm-hmm. he was talking about Shang Chi. And he actually was saying that uh, they had gotten to a point to where they thought this movie just wouldn't happen. Um, They couldn't find an actor that really exploded off the screen for them. Mm. And they came across Simu Liu. um, And then Kevin was like, let me like, let me look this kid up, see who this kid is. And he did say, like you, he had watched Kim's Convenience. Um, Yeah. that was one of the things that really sold them. And of course, you know, he just nailed his, his audition. Right. Uh, but he said, if, if not for him, they, this movie would have been shelved. Um, yeah. Wow. They couldn't, they couldn't really land on anybody that they all agreed on. Um, so they said, this kid came in and it was just like, there he is. You know, cause he <laughs> said there was really no one that really gave them that feel of like, that's our guy. And I'm like, it's as genuine as that sounds, Picture being one of those guys that auditioned, and Kevin Feige is just essentially telling the world he was fucking horrible. (laughs) (laughs) I did not like this guy. It's just like I think what he's trying to say is that he just they couldn't agree on any one person. Right, right. They needed someone that truly popped to everybody, to all of them. Um, Not just Kevin. Not to you know to everyone. The director, you know. So I, th- I thought you would like that little tidbit of information because I was just like, oh, that's interesting. OK, I, yeah, I, lo- I thought he I was just him. one of the I thought he was one of the many names. And then, you know, the audition <laughs> sold them. But to know that Kevin was just like, let me do some digging. What the fuck is this kid? Just, yeah, I did the same I thing. Like and it's, it's all I love Kim's convenience. And that just finished, too, sadly. Uh, but I really enjoyed that show. Um, oh, man, Netflix has so much shit. <laughs> <laughs> so many shows, bro. It's crazy. Um, I want. I'm still in the middle of Burn Notice. I really like that show. God damn it! I told you. That's I told you, bro. I. To- it's why I fell in love with Jeffrey Donovan. Yeah. Uh, the guy is one of my favorite fucking actors, man. He's just so good. He's an amazing Michael Weston. Yeah, that show. It's almost like uh, 
reminds me a lot of fucking MacGyver. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I love how he explains everything. I love just it. Like, like oh, you learn something. It. Every episode you learn something. You know, you're like, I can do anything. <laughs> I, I swear, as I was watching that show, I was just like, yo, let anybody try to fuck with me. I got a pin. Yeah. I got a battery. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> I know what to do. <laughs> I know. I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit uh, but yeah that show's good um damn, what else am i watching uh, hulu hulu let me check real quick um but oh yeah, i will definitely. say peacock uh just put on um deadly class i loved deadly class very upset that they canceled that show um, i was kind of hoping peacock would do with deadly class what hbo max did with warrior yeah warrior at least they they they, they did it I give them all the credit. They made they made it come back to life. Oh, American Horror Stories! I started. Oh uh, yeah, I never got into that. Yeah, I know, but I'm mean, not American Horror Stories. This is the spinoff stories. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. American Horror Stories. Even though I think I might get into it at some point, I love Dylan McDermott, so I might get into it. At all I'll do uh do I I'll see I'll say I'll say you should. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I, I finished my wife and kids. I finished my run through of that. So now I'm I gotta doing do King of Queens. I'll get to um, that. Um Oh, you're the one watching King of Queens. Yeah. I'm like, who's watching King of Queens? I love King of Queens. I love just, King of Queens. But um because I gave too much time to my wife and kids. So I was just like, I need another comedy. King of Queens. There we go. Yeah, you went through that um, shit. I'm still taking my I take my time though, because I, I know I will have to look for another one, but I'm definitely gonna do my wife and kids next. Yeah, I, I, I rushed through it because um we we're heading into August and I want to get ready for Archer. So I'm gonna do my Archer rewatch. It's coming. Yep. So I wanna hurry up and get through my Arthur re uh not Arthur. Wow. Archer. Archer <laughs> rewatch. Um, so yeah, so I want to prepare for that. Um, and also I'm I'm watching remember that YouTube channel I told you just plays G.I. Joe um uh, G.I. Joe episodes. Yeah that me and JD told you to check out. So yeah. I'm going through that so I can get ready for Saturday too. Oh word. Because I'll be damned if I watch the G.I. Joe. By the way, let me just say this for Snake Eyes, your marketing can't be best G.I. Joe movie yet. That's not saying much. Those Two movies were were god awful. I've ever heard one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like if they come out and say James Gunn's Suicide Suicide Squad is the best Suicide Squad yet. Yeah, I know the first one was god awful. It should be. It shouldn't be worse. Like, <laughs> that's not saying much. Tell me something else. <laughs> yeah, tell me something else. Don't tell me that, especially if it comes from bad movies. Tell me, tell me something else. Right. <laughs> that's exactly right. I don't know. But um, what, what did you have for Hulu? That was it. I thought I had more. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. So what I'm actually going to do is uh, get into Black Summer. So next episode, we can we can talk about it. Word. We can do that. All right. Um, but we also got He-Man, I believe, coming up this week. I think Transformers is the week Friday. after. Mm -hmm. Yep. I think Transformers is the week after um it's the 90s just coming back to take us all um but all right so we'll have a whole bunch to break down um we'll be doing figure it out this thursday 
as our uh, pregame for the Snake Eyes movie on Saturday. So stay tuned for that. And we really got nothing. We got the Flash finale tomorrow, the finals tomorrow, um, Superman and Lois tomorrow. Yeah, so there's some pretty good stuff coming up. By the way, last thing, last thing before we get out of here. Did you catch Rick and Morty? Yes. Bro, killing Galactus is the dopest thing they've ever done. <laughs> For sure. That was the dopest meta thing ever, bro. Yes. I, I'm, like, uh, I'm looking at it and I'm like, that looks familiar. And then he measures it and he's like, yeah, too small. It's too small. <laughs> I'm like, they did Galactus before Marvel could. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. I personally loved it. I thought that was awesome. So I just yeah. wanted to bring that up. Rick and Morty has been awesome this season so far. It really has. Yeah, I'm about to rewatch it because I fell asleep towards the end. Um, early. Oh man, the ending was the best. Yeah, make sure you go go rewatch it. Like, what am I missing? <laughs> that was amazing. Um, but shout out to that whole team, Michael Waldron and that whole team over there for uh for Rick and Morty. That show is just freaking epic. Um, but all right, that's all me and Joel got for you guys. Uh, stay tuned. The draft is coming up. Free agency is coming up. And then uh, preseason football is coming up. So that's part. for all you geek fans, you know, I had to take a little bit of a, of a backseat because sports is ramping up, baby. Mm-hmm. Just that's a little true. bit. Just a little bit of a draft, backseat. Get some free agency. I'll, I'll be all over the place. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Uh, did you you still haven't gotten your New York Comic Con pass yet? No, nah, I got no email. I don't see it. All right. I, I reached out to them today. I, I'm gonna get to the bottom of this. <laughs> a few other people haven't either. So, um, Oops. Pete's even saying Pete's even saying he hasn't heard back on his yet. So, from Sam, I'm gonna see what oh. the hell's going on. I got you. No, we won't go. I'm playing. That's not the point. <laughs> yeah, that's not the point at all. We want to go. Yeah. Uh, but, all right, that's all me and Joel got for you guys on this all new episode of Much to Do About Nothing. Um, stay tuned. Like I said, we'll be doing Figure It Out later this week. But till next time, peace. Peace.